This is the Corinor Diamond. The diamond was relocated to this country under legal conditions. They're not having that back. Headphones are on. We are absolutely live for the first ever session. You get this vape out. You do whatever you got to do, but here's your drink first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Got to sweeten the deal first with a bit of a drink. <laughs> you know, start you off sweet. And I hit the spot now. What flavour is this? Blue. Blueberry. I, I just I got a whole selection thinking. I'm not sure what he's going to be into because you don't expect athletes to kind of want to come in and vape and stuff, you know. This is a celebration, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. It's been a we're, we're celebrating. This is like this is like my cigar. At the end of a long career, I'm like, right, I'm gonna let my hair down and just let it go. <laughs> this is what nice. this, this is what this is. Nice. So it's actually it's actually fascinating because a lot of people are now vaping rather than smoking. Yeah. yeah. But the question is, would you say you got to take that bit off at the end? That plastic. Not even professional. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's how you know I'm an amateur. Just enjoy the flavor, man. That's what it's all about—the flavor, right? What's that saying? That's actually all right, you know. Nice. It's actually quite nice. I'm gonna crack open the strawberry one. Would you say it's better off people vaping than smoking? I debate this with my brother all the time, and and he's he's way smarter than me on the topic because he researches the back out of everything he gets into. Yeah. And he assures me that smoking is a hundred times better. It's something to do with the amount of chemicals that you're taking in when you're smoking. Right. And you talk to someone who was smoking for a good 10, 12 years of my life. I. I you know, once Grandad got me hooked on, on cigarettes, mm. I was on that shit for a long, long time. For real? Yeah, I did a good 12 years or something. It's the vapes that got me off it. Jeez. But then again, a lot of people are jumping on the idea of vaping. I think vaping's become the new thing. Yeah, and now they're even saying um, people don't even smoke. They just go straight to the vapes. You like you get kids in high school and stuff vaping. And I'm like, yeah, what the, the fuck? Yeah, no. I, 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 do you know what I think? The thing is, um, when, when was it? I think the first time, I think it was, it was like when, I think it was a shisha. At first I was like, yeah. I, because when I see this was back in France, because this is when I didn't even know about smoking or anything like that. And then there was a group of my, my athlete friends. Can we just pull that mic slightly towards your face? It's just it's not catching you, some of the song. Yeah. You, you catch it, you're catching it now? Yeah, catching it. So I remember, I remember they always just like, we're going to go shisha. At first I didn't even know what shisha was. Yeah. Because I was just like, I'm a virgin to this. Like, yeah. this is like, where are we going? All I want to do is food. That's yeah. all I'm about. Next minute, you know, um, they take us to this place and it was just like food, shisha, the vibe was amazing. Good music, good vibe and everything. And next minute, you know, they bring out this, this tall headed looking yeah, yeah, yeah. thing coming out and I was like yeah. what is this and the issue there was like a seminar it was yeah. like about 10 of us sort of sat, sat on, a, on on puffy chairs and yeah. then all of a sudden just like you take a puff next person you take a puff and then because um, because obviously I'm not I'm not adjusted to 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 smoke it. Yeah. So these guys are professionals. Like they are. They're like so you got to hate it hard. And I'm like I said. I said I don't know. You know when it's your first time doing something like that. Like if you're breaking the rules almost. You know what I mean? So so <laughs> then exactly that, that that's what it was. They, they knew I was that guy. I was literally that guy. 
and then all of a sudden man just literally took the took 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 my first one and the first one i just took it like hard that shit hit the back of your throat listen as soon as as soon as it hit me i was like fuck (laughs) i was like yo this is this is next level stuff next minute you know get a bit lightheaded because i because i obviously i didn't i didn't like take my time with it I just took it like hard. Yeah. So as soon as as soon as it hit me, I went, I went, nah, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to want to do this. But then my head calmed down, and I was like, you know what, it's actually alright. Just go slow with pace yeah. down. Don't just go in a hundred percent in, and that, and that's what I was like. So you know what, I can actually chill with this. It's not a problem. So were you an athlete when the first time you went to Shishapa? Were you still in the training program or? Still an athlete. I was still an athlete. So um, so a lot of us tend to like chill. Um, you know, with a shisha, um, especially when we're like in between, so like in between breaks. Do they um, let you do that sort of stuff while? I think, I think it's different. It's different for different people. I think um, everybody has a different perspective in regarding what athlete lifestyle should look like. Yeah, clean yeah. cut and all of that. Yeah. But we're human beings at the end of the day, so yeah. I mean, we're gonna keep our head down. Yeah. Um, so it's quite relatively normal that you'll probably see a couple of us being able to go out and do shisha and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the majority of us would tend to wait to when like our uh, should we say we finish a tournament or something celebration got a celebration, celebration chill just yeah. like how you know nba when they finished yeah, yeah, or got yeah, a cigar yeah. or chilling so it's kind of similar to us so we tend to have a time frame and we tend to be able to do that on a time when we can be when we can like enjoy ourselves more than anything else i'll tell you this now cool. i think athletes are the worst people when it comes to the party and what's that 100 percent worse worst people just because they deprived themselves for such a long yeah. period of time yeah and once the tournament's over, these guys are catching up. Yeah. They're doing catch-up, basically, on one outing. Yeah. Like, on one outing, they're doing catch-up, and they are in the worst mess ever. So I used to remember, like, literally, uh, let's say a World Championship is finished or a Grand Prix or something that's finished, we'll have an after-party and whatnot. And the after-party was hard. Like, I'm seeing people off their faces. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys are not going to remember what tomorrow's going to be. Now, I'm not a drinker, yeah. obviously. So, I'm kind of laughing through seeing different people at different stages of their career. <laughs> so, every time when I see them in tournaments, like, uh, like they know that I know that I see them in the worst state. The Do you worst. know what I mean? Now, yeah, yeah. So, so, it gets, so, it gets to the point, it's quite funny, where they'll all know that... Basically, I'm the Uber guy who's gonna get everybody into the taxi and get them Make home. Sure they get home and that is what that, and that's literally what what it was like for me. But it was nice to actually get out with the team because we, when you have that sense of achievement, you just want to let your hair down. You want to be able to enjoy yourself. And yeah, sure. and, it's when, and when you're between athletes, it's actually quite a nice vibe mm. uh, because obviously you're all you're all going through the same trenches. You're all yeah. you're all like been ups and down together. You know you know each other's in and out story really. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of sharing that moment with them a little bit. You start in that program really young though, don't you? How old were you when you when you kind of got into it? So I went in when I was 16, 16 going 17. 16. 16. So, so you don't even know who you are as a person at that point. I'm still young. You think you do, but... You don't have a clue. Oh, no. I literally, I'm still learning. I think my, I can still hear my, my dad didn't want to let me go. Like he was, he was, he was the one that was trying to hold me back more than anything else. Like he was like, you're too young. You shouldn't be going out there by yourself, blah, blah, blah. And um, and obviously I didn't I didn't have a say at sixteen you know what I mean parents are always gonna control you know what African parents are like <laughs> do you know what I mean when they say no it's no there's no there's no second there's no second thoughts behind it yeah. and that's and that is where my dad was like now nah, you're not going down there by yourself you're not off age yet and whatnot and um, so slowly I had to like 
when we're in to make money, this is a big opportunity. I'm going to represent the country. I need yeah. to start like early. I need to yeah. start training now. Otherwise, if I start later, it's going to be way too late. We're yeah. talking about going to the Olympic Games yeah. and stuff like that. Big. So it's a big, so it's a big, big, um, a, a big move. So, so when the contract came in, of well, not even a contract. It was like a two two weeks trial. Uh, two weeks trial I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the trial see whether if I can make it yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I, I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna make it in do you know what I mean but I, I had to just tell my dad I don't know if we're gonna make it or not gonna but, gonna but I'm gonna go and try do you know yeah. what I mean I'm just gonna try and uh, went for the two week trial um, and while I was in two, two weeks trial we had, we had the likes of Sarah Stevenson uh, Tiger Robinson uh, Craig Brown Davood uh, Romaine Bailey um, uh, Bianca was there, but she was young, like proper young Bianca. Do you know what I mean? Not Bianca's like yeah, yeah she's maybe. exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you had those, you had those caliber people in there. Um, that I came in to train with. Aaron Cook as well was there as well. So you had all these caliber of athletes that was there, and these are the people that I was mixing with. These, these was my, so you say my generation when I came in. These were the people that I looked up to. These are the people I was training with and stuff. And. Yeah. And two weeks in there, I was like, you know, a child that meets their stars. That's yeah, literally yeah. what it was. I was like, ow. Yeah, I was like, ow by everybody. Yeah. I was just like, wow, back yeah. kicks. Oh, wow. I was just like, wow, wow. <laughs> Everyone just wow to yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I've got to, I've got to make an impression. Yeah. I've got to be able to, like, you know, show up, yeah. you know, more than anything. And all that I remember was... Nelson, he was our uh, the, uh, Cuban, the, the, the Cuban, Cuban head coach. Yeah. He was he was he was our head coach at the time. Yeah. And all I remember was basically, my man came into the gym and they were playing they were playing um, dodgeball. Yeah. And uh, Nelson, you, I don't know if you see Nelson. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson's got these games. hands, bro. <laughs> like these big old hands. Like he can he can pick up two balls with one hand. Do you know what I mean? That's how big his hand was. And he was the one that was just chucking the ball at people and stuff. So one, so at one point, I'm like running around dodging this ball left, right, center. And then the next minute, he, he he basically cornered me against the wall. He's like literally where you are right now. So he rolls like, like literally, I'm thinking he hits me with that, I'm knocked out. Do you know what I mean? So he's there with the ball, and now I'm literally standing there, and he's like faking to go, and I'm I'm trying to time this. Do you know what I mean? Really trying to time it. Next minute he chucks it, and I go into a split. <laughs> right. So I got, so I'm going to split. You, you did the like you dodge pulled it. The out, yeah, I, I pulled the Van Damme out. <laughs> so they did the split, and then all of a sudden the whole gym was like, oh, like making, yeah. not like, not like yeah. you know, like yeah. high school noise. Yeah. And then when they did that. That got Nelson even more vexed because I got up more confidence, like running around, and, and that was it. He was not looking for anyone else in Except the gym apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is not how I turned out my two yeah. week trial to go." Yeah. I said, "You cannot be pissing off the head coach." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the moment he was, he wasn't like, having it. Yeah. But then again, that is what our friendship built up mm. because he kind of saw that. I was that somebody who just like lets everything go. Wasn't really someone's gonna hold back. Do you know what I mean? And we built a relationship. We started understanding each other what, um, uh, a lot. And um, yeah, man, I think that is where so we say that the, the 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 real connection between me and my coach build up yeah. more than anything else. So it was actually a, a, a nice introduction to to me going into the team more than anything else. I remember the first time um, I met Nelson is when I was, it was the first time I was um, filming the video there with you guys. Yeah. That very first one we did where you're sat and I'm saying, right, you need to look up and you, you yeah. look, like, don't look at the camera. Yeah. Look straight ahead. Yeah. I just remember, like, my hands just kind of disappearing into his hand. He's like, shaking my feet and everything in the ground. Like, fuck this guy's a what? It's like shaking hands with him. He's a big guy. He is a big guy. Yeah. Um, He's an absolute big guy. 
let's let's remove the athlete from the equation. Yeah. Um, let's remove Taekwondo. Put all that stuff to the side. It, mm. It's fucking immense what you guys have done. Mm. Let's let's take it back to its absolute um, origins, the roots. You yeah. mentioned your dad before. Yeah. Your dad is an imam. Yeah, my dad's a big, big imam, big scholar, um, somebody who I look up to. Definitely an, an individual that I will definitely always recommend uh, to anybody out there. I mean, this guy's, yeah, his philosophy are just next level. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you're growing up in a household where your dad's an imam and he's yeah. a scholar. I couldn't even imagine that pressure. Like the, yeah, it's, it's immense. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so when you, it's, it's high standards. Yeah, of course. Now, or every day is high standards. Yeah. Conduct. Yeah, and you're going to be held accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every action, everything you say. So my dad is that person. He will look at every details. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes when I even I go home now at this age, yeah. try not to be in the house for way too long. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Go visit for like two days good. Yeah. But when it goes past the three, four days <laughs> Yes yeah, a bit that's you're touching the red zone yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that is when because the two days is yeah. two days full of love. Yeah. Two days of like oh I missed you and that. But then when the two days are gone, Bing. then you're kind of like, yeah, that's when we start analysing you. <laughs> okay, I see what you're doing here. You're like, you're making mistakes there, yeah. there, there. I'm like, okay, it's time to go home. <laughs> and, and to him, you're still... I'm still a child. You're still a child. Yeah, I'm still a child. I mean, they're going to always see me like that. Yeah. And that's quite relatively normal with our parents. And um, I'm with him. It doesn't matter. It, it, does, it doesn't matter whenever I go home. It doesn't matter whenever I see him. Uh, sometimes we don't even talk on weeks up and weeks, sometimes months even. Wow. But we can call each other up and we'll be on the phone for hours. And it's kind of like we're catching up on whatever yeah. we missed on. Yeah. And that's the kind of relationship me and my dad have. Nice. And um, and he's very thorough. There's no uh, you, there's no give and take with him. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. like, I, want, I want to put some punchline and some jokes in there. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I have to psych myself up to like, to trying to get, today I'm going to like bust a joke with my dad. And I, when I want to go in, I'm like, nah, not him. <laughs> not my father. I, I, couldn't but, imagine, I couldn't even imagine that like me and my dad, completely different relationship yeah. altogether. It's like, it's like we laugh and joke all the time. He'll, you know, cuss me out. Yeah. I'm obviously not going to cuss him out, but I'm going to, you know. It's gonna, <laughs> you, you, can't, can't, you can't. You can't cuss him. you got to laugh at yeah. his joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, even even if it's not funny, you got to yeah. laugh at his joke. Ah, yeah, good one. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't hold me to a high standard. <laughs> he can get away with a lot more than you can. <laughs> God knows I've, I've tested that man's patience on, on, on so many so occasions with, 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 with this some of the stupidest shit that I used to do. <laughs> um, it's what dads do, you know? It, it is, it is. But the thing is, I had the double whammy. So basically, my dad was a scholar, and uh, so, well, he's a scholar and, and, a, and an imam, and at the same time, he was my coach. So growing up, he's the one that taught me taekwondo. Taekwondo was, was a family heritage. It was my father who started it off. So he was the one that was doing all the competitions and wait, training wait, and wait, stuff. Wait, wait, right. hang on, hang on. I did not know this. So, yeah, so, so going way back. So basically in the Ivory Coast, my dad was an athlete. So he was a taekwondo athlete. So while he was taekwondo, so while he was training, while he was a taekwondo athlete, he was training, uh, or well, he was also studying um, Arabic um, and, and both at the same time. So, um, so yeah, so his education stream was same line as his sport. Right. So he competed, you know, he competed for the Ivory Coast. And he also competed. He also competed um, nationally as well. So he was the best in the country at the time when he was doing taekwondo in his generation. 
So the good thing about it was the fact that he's he's the he's our teacher throughout the whole household, because not only he started it off, it was uh, my aunties and uncles, excuse me, my aunties and uncles did it. Um, so so basically, it was like yeah, we're, we're next up, we're the next generation type of thing. Um, but it only became serious when I came to England, because that is when because in the Ivory Coast, because uh, my father wasn't around, uh, what's called again, uh, growing up, he was in Saudi, you know, when he was doing his education right, now. Right, right. So I was still back at home. So growing up at the young age, I was mostly around women. So I was around my mom, I was around my my grandma, my aunties. Uh, so they're the one was most mostly, should we say, looking after me as as I was growing up. So that father figure only kicked in. The moment when I moved, shall we say, to England. How old were you when, when you moved? So when I moved, I was seven going eight. Okay. Uh, when I came into the country uh, with my dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, big, big move that. First time taking a plane. First time feeling the cold. That was like horrible, bro. Who did you come over with? I came with my dad. Right, okay. Yeah, I, came, I didn't even know I was coming to the country, bro. Right, so so from out of nowhere, your dad's flown over there. Yeah. You've met him. You know, this, this is my dad. And then he's brought you straight over. Straight over, yeah. So basically, this <laughs> this is the funniest thing. So my dad came to the Ivory Coast. Uh, he comes for a break. I see my dad. And then we get to spend some father and son time. And then he goes away again. Right. So how I seen it was like, I never knew where my dad was going. I always knew he came out a period of time just to see me. And then he goes. That's how, that's how I picture it when I was a kid. And um, and uh, the one time when he came, I felt like I was spending too much wait time together than usual. Do you know okay. what I mean? I'm just like, I'm gonna. I only see you a couple of times, and yeah. then you dip. But this time he was like, we was going to. We went to the embassy. I remember going to the embassy, and we was doing our passport. And he's teaching me a bit of English. He was teaching me like the number, and he had and he had like this kind of watch as we speak. Yeah. And he had like you know the the Roman numeral numbers in yeah. it yeah. and yeah. stuff. And he's teaching me what what uh, which which normal numerals one two and stuff. So he's teaching me that them type of little things there. And then, but I didn't think nothing of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, this is quite bizarre. Like, why is this guy teaching me English? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I speak Bambara. Like, I, yeah. That's what I speak. So why teach me English? <laughs> so, so then we come back and then he disappears and then he comes back again, comes and see me again. And then one day, um, the, uh, this, this was D-Day, the day of traveling. I remember I was getting treated nice by everybody. Like, the village people was giving me money and everything. I was like, it's not my birthday. <laughs> so I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. And um, and all of a sudden, from nowhere, I'm I'm getting my hair cut. <laughs> I'm, I'm in taxis. Yeah. We, we don't want taxis luxury for us, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in taxis going here, there. And, um, and I remember my uncle was giving me advice, like, make sure you be good. Uh, make sure you be respectful. I'm like, why are these guys giving me these advice? Yeah. Like, what's going on? What's going on? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I put on my best outfit, only had one, um, by the way. <laughs> so I yeah. put on my best outfit, bruv. So yeah. I'm now ready, all, all prepared, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, uh, we go we go to... Uh, Sorry, one second. Little one. one of the kids. Let's go. <laughs> I think they'll disappear in a second. Um, so you were saying... So basically... The one outfit that you had. The one outfit I had on. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah. So out of nowhere... We normally go and say bye to dad. So the whole family goes. Grandma, aunties, it's like, you know how it is yeah, in yeah. our culture. When we go yes. and say bye, it's like the everyone whole- Everyone goes. Everyone goes to the airport. It's like the whole village is like all going to the airport. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like a day trip, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, we get all getting a taxi, we go to the airport, we're now at the airport. I'm standing by my grandma, ready to say bye. Yeah. Because I know how it rolls. Like normally when my dad comes, 
I say bye to him. I spend like three, four days or mourning him. Like if <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just there crying my eyes out. Yeah. Cause he's not there anymore and all of that malarkey. I'm not eating and stuff. That's what normally happens when my dad goes. So I kind of got myself mentally prepared for that again. I'm at the airport, I'm standing by my grandma, and then all of a sudden my dad my dad's saying bye. But he didn't say bye to me. And he turns around and he and then he turns around, he turns around to walk away, but he turned around and said, he said, What what are you doing? I said, I'm staying here with grandma. Yeah. And he went, no, you're coming with me. I went, what? All of a sudden, the shock hit because I'm looking at grandma like, I'm like, shit, I'm leaving grandma. What's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm leaving grandma. I was yeah. like, I was like, fuck, where are we going, bro? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we're there going for security, tickets, all of that malarkey. You sat down, getting to the plane for the first time. I'm sitting on this plane and I'm looking at my dad like in owl because I'm like, yo, I'm going to go. Like to another country with my dad. It's gonna be me and my dad's gonna be like cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And um, and they get on the plane, and I didn't even sleep, bruv. Like it was a night plane. I was I was watching every single film, asking yeah. for all the food, what yeah. was available to us in the economy. Yeah. Do you know? I was asking for everything, and um, and then get to we get we get our first flight get to France, and the French bruv bastards. <laughs> yeah, they are absolute dickheads, bruv. We get there. And these guys are extra looking at my passport like if like if I was an illegal immigrant, bro. Yeah. Like these guys had the magnifying glasses out on the lights and everything <laughs> on them bending in and all sorts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm and I'm looking at my dad, I'm like, this is not normal, like like they should not be bending my passport like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my passport. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so this time I'm just like, yeah, these guys are just obviously trying to try and do their job and that. But then passport gets taken back. We had the airport in France waiting for our next flight to go to go to London. And um, and uh, I I remember one one thing that I love I love my grandma's salad that she makes like this good salad mm, in it. Mm. So I remember my dad uh, saw this like um, what's it called again this like um, restaurant that was selling like you know like fried foods and stuff like that. But all I saw was salad. So we had all the choices. Mm. You, you had burgers and all of that there. But obviously I don't know what a burger is. But I remember yeah. salad. So yeah. I saw a picture of the salad and I was thinking, familiar. yeah, it's that's familiar. That's me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then my dad said, what do you want? I said, what, the salad? My dad looked at me and he went, you sure. want the salad? I went, yeah, you know how I like salad, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad was like, it's not going to be like grandma's. I was like, what do you mean not going to be like? It's like everyone's salad is going to be like grandma's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was my first experience of international culture food yeah. in another country yeah. that did not taste nice. It is Literally, like literally, no sauce. The salad was dry. It was like, it was just... Basically lettuce. Yeah. That's all yeah. it was. It was just nothing else on it. But it was decorated well though. Yeah. Don't let me decorate decorated too. It well. looks good. It looks, it looks good, good. But it tastes like shit. <laughs> so they put that on my plate and I'm there now I'm eating. I'm like my dad knows that I'm there eating, but I'm like, I can't eat this bruv. This this tastes like medicine, bruv. I can't, <laughs> cannot put this in my mouth. So I'm there and all of a sudden like my dad went my dad went, hmm. Oh, and I was, and I, and I looked at my dad. I was like, "Why are you saying hmm?" He said, "Yeah, you thought it was grandma's salad, didn't it?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, but dad." He said, "Don't dad me. I told you it wasn't gonna be. Yeah. I told you it wasn't gonna be grandma's salad." And I, and I gave him that sobby. I was like, "Dad, I can't eat this, man. It doesn't taste right." <laughs> and then he said, "Go throw it away, man, and go choose what else you want." So I went for the burger. Had the burger, and then the burger was actually quite nice. And then, um, and then our flight came now to go to London. We're getting to the second flight. 
Um, and then we get to London. And I remember, brother, I only had a pair of jeans. Uh, I had yeah, I only had a pair of jeans, trainers, a shirt, like a polo shirt, uh, sleeved up. That's all I had on. And we get there, brother. It's February, bruv. Right. Okay. It's February. In what, what, what year are we talking? This is 1997. Okay. 97 or 98. I can't really picture. I can't really remember. But I think it was 97. Yeah. I think it was 97. I think it was 97. Yeah. It was 97. So February's cold. February's cold. Yeah. And at that time, it was like blistering, bro. Mm. But as soon as we landed, came in, going to passport control, I can feel this cold air. Yeah. But cold, like, I never did, felt it in my entire that. life. Right. Don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm like this. I'm like, what's kind? I'm. I think maybe the aircon is on or something. Mm. But I'm just feeling it even more colder. Everybody else around me has got jacket on, so yeah. I was like the alien. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm standing yeah. there with just a shirt on. Yeah. But I was smiling through the whole thing. Yeah. I was like because I was thinking this is this is actually dope. I'm thinking yeah. I'm 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 getting some next aircon on my skin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is this this is this this is like how I was so excited to get to be in England. Next minute, uh, we paid and everything. Come outside, and then we'll come outside. It's cold, but it's that that, that type of dripply rain cold, yeah, stinging cold, like that that type of thing. So I'm there like teeth out, yee, like yeah. proper cold. Yeah, would... <laughs> um, so I'm there like my dad said, "You're right." Like, yee, like yeah. <laughs> next minute, <laughs> next minute we get into the, we get into the taxi, and I'm seeing sceneries. I'm seeing high tall building. Everything's clean yeah. compared to to where I come from. Yeah. And then we get there, and then all of a sudden, um, I meet my stepmom for the first time. So I meet my stepmom for the first time, and I meet my brother David as well for the first time. And then I couldn't understand a word they were saying, bro. They speak in English, and I'm just like, yeah, just smiling. Do you know what I mean? Did, oh, so, so you, this did, you didn't I have the language Exactly, so I didn't have nothing. Yeah, no language, Whoa. no, no nothing at all. Whoa. And then next minute, you know, I come in, and then my, my, my stepbrother is showing me everything. He's showing me like the, the Nintendo game. He's showing me like every toy that he's got and everything. And I remember coming in and I saw my mum had a jacket ready for me and everything. Like she had, she, 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 she was equipped. Do you yeah. know what I mean? She came in, she was like, put this on, put that on. And I was like, yeah, we'll go. And now I see a football in the house. And I looked at the football. Well, I mean, he was like that. And I was like, yeah. And then he, and then when I told my mum, my mum was like, right, we'll go to the park. We go to the park. Is this all on the same day? This was all on the same day. Right. Okay. Landed, got to the house. Yeah. Played a little bit of Nintendo. Yeah. And then saw football, and I was like, I want to play. And then took us to the park, and the park was just across from where we live. We lived in Kennington. The first that was our first house. Because where you're from is kids are playing out. There is no Nintendo. There's no no. There's no Nintendo. Like we're always out on the street. We're always playing football. We're always playing something. There's no. It's like it. We're never standing still as youngsters we're always about doing something we we get lost and then yeah. find our way back home yeah. that's that's literally what it was like yeah. for us when we when we was young so um so we get to the park and then we're playing and we're playing football i'm there like like passing the ball around and stuff and then got to the point i'm like i'm looking at my stepbrother i'm like yeah i'm gonna dribble this white boy up <laughs> you know what i mean that's that's literally that's literally my mind and then i was like he's not that good pop. so i was like one-on-one <laughs> straight away man's looking for competition <laughs> landing looking for competition straight away with my brother i was like that was, i was like surely this is not healthy but but that's the mentality that i had and yeah. i want to compete that's what i was like at such a young age do you think that's ingrained in you because of where you're from and how you were raised the competition thing like straight away i need to be better than oh yeah 100 percent, bro it's a it's survival mode out there it's survival mode every day i mean you gotta you gotta win your bread it's not like if it's given to you mm. and that's and that's one of the things i think 
And that's one of the things that I will never forget. So since coming, even to this day, it's like, I know I've got to grind. I know I've got to work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if I don't, then I know I'm going to end up being with nothing. But the, the moment that I say to myself, as long as I've got this skill set that I have, I have to work. There's not a day that I go look to sleep. I've got to always find opportunities. I've got to always find how to be able to make money. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And, that's, and that's literally what it was for me. Mm. And uh, since and then when I came into the country, it was like, it's the same. But the thing is over here, it's like the work rate that I put in, I know it's going to pay off. Mm. In Africa, you can put that work in and you won't get nothing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the difference between being in Africa and being here. Mm. So that's why I said that I, don't, I, can't, take, I can't take anything for granted. I've got to really appreciate as every opportunity that comes in and I can't be somebody who, that's this is why I find it hard to say no to people mm. when it comes to like pricing when it comes to like jobs that comes in and so do it for that price and I'm like and people are like oh you should be able to do it for higher because of your caliber because of this I'm like fuck that I said that's your injection yeah so that's your perspective that's not mine I didn't I didn't get I didn't come from that world do you know what I, mean? I came from a world where I got a grind and if anybody that comes to me and they got that's the price, and I said, all right, this is what I can do for you for that price. And I can't turn them around and say, oh, for that money, I can't be able to do shit. No, there's always something I can be able to do. So it's not about the name and the status that I've made for myself. It's more about how I can be able to work together with the limitation that we have. That's it. Mm. Now, I know what I can bring you, and I know what I can bring you for the cost that you probably want to pay for. And I'll do that. But the matter of the fact is, in my heart, I know I'm not. I'm not gonna give you much more than what yeah. you expect, yeah. or, or even if, even even much more than what you pay for, yeah. because that's the type of person I am. Yeah. So the grafting is one of the things that's probably injected us since a young age because of where we come from, and we always competing, we're always challenging amongst ourselves. Yeah. So that craft has always been in us since we were young. Do you know what I mean? So so that's one of the that's one of the biggest um, I say, I'll say probably the biggest. Uh, skill set that's been taught to us since since growing up, um, because we're kind of kids when we're growing up. Even though our parents are there, we're kind of left alone to learn our own skill sets yeah. because we're about with other, with, other, with other kids, with other communities, and that's what it's like for us. And, um, and, 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 like, <clears throat> and like I said, I think that's what helped me when I came into the country because I always find myself, I always find myself to get out of anything because it doesn't matter how hard the situation, I always find myself getting out of it, I always find a solution. There's never that a solution that's probably sink me down or like it's the end of the world now nah, it's just because I, i've been through worse shit than that do you know what i mean so so i think so, so i think overall i think that's what's kind of uh, really helped the, the, the idea of coming to the country and then and then being able to be to say i try still trying to be successful because i don't want people to think oh he's successful. no still trying to be successful because i still believe there's so much more i can be able to do it's mad when when you're raised in that kind of environment like people like me that are born and raised here um it's not. It's not a question. You're gonna get fed today. You you you're gonna have a bit of fun. You're gonna play some Nintendo or whatever games there are. Mm. It's not even a question. Um, but that competition thing is it's it's mad how it's ingrained in you because if you're not out there running and running fast, you're not catching anything. You're not catching anything, and that's what it's like with the society. I think if anything, I've been so blessed to be given the opportunity to showcase what I can do. Not everybody will be given that type of opportunity. For me, I will be, <clears throat> I think, I think there's no job that I will see beneath me. No job. I would, I would never say oh, I'm better than this or I should be getting this or I should be higher than that. I think when you tend to do that a lot, either you project yourself that to you, that's all you're going to be doing to be able to get a high status or more yeah. money 
but I think sometimes these are the things probably you the opportunities you tend to miss along the way because maybe it's not might not be because of the money it might be just because of the connection you're going to have with that person mm. and that building that connection with that yeah. person will be able to connect with you into the future you don't know where that's going to bring you yeah do you know what i mean and that's much more powerful than trying to get a quick buck from them of yeah. what you said you deserve from them and then moving on to the next person i think for me that connection is very important i've got so many friends there's i can't even there's just too many of them and then it just gets to the point where because I've been so well connected with them, just because we have the same understanding and the value and we got along so well, it just flows. Some of them I've not, it's like some of them I don't even speak to for months, years even. But you can like send, me. exactly, yeah. there you go. Send one message, boom. Sorted and sorted, we need, we're, we need. Yeah. we're here. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And, that's, and that's not, it's not forced, it's not pretend, it's just because it's there, because yeah. you both had that sentiment of the connection that you had, yeah. and it's way much stronger than anything else. And I think that's more important to me than anything. It's like recently that documentary you mentioned for Netflix, and then as soon as I, I heard about it, and I thought, wait, who's involved with this? And um, Nub said, Cho. I went, fuck, I'll do it. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not interested in money, I'm not interested in yeah. pricing or anything, whatever he wants to do, yeah. I'm in. I know it's gonna be fucking, it's gonna be fun. Um, I can make something really cool. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I didn't question anything. I said, right, I'm, I'm down. I'll do that. I don't care who, which platform it's going out to or whoever's watching it. I don't give a shit. I want to work with him and I want to make some good shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just it, it goes back to that first time we we filmed together. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, I was like, fuck, this guy's so easy to work with. <laughs> listening to everything I'm saying, and we're getting the shots by by second, third take max. Oh, we're getting everything that. done. And I was like. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but going back to that football game, you thought, I'm going to out-dribble this guy. 100%. And I did. <laughs> I did. I actually <laughs> did. I did. I had to show him the standard. I had to show him the difference between me and him. And to be yeah. honest with you, I think that was how I pu pushed him more than anything else. Mm. Um, there had to be that competition between us. Like There had to be. Mm. Um, and that is what it was like. I think, bro, I think, I think any brothers have got competition between them are going to always push each other to get to higher levels yeah. every single time. Sisters as well, same. Yeah. So it's always going to be the case. And that's what, that's what it was like between me and my brother. And um, I remember we was, yeah, was playing and then out of nowhere, it snowed. Hmm. First time you see yeah, snow for the first time. I'm seeing like ice falling down from the sky. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Uh, I, was like, I was like, first, the air conditioning air. Yeah. And then now, ice. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm there like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Like getting it in in my mouth and <laughs> yeah. shit, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like touching it and it's and it's melting away. I'm like, this is some next voodoo shit. I'm like, this is not, this is <laughs> this is not right. Do you know what I mean? This is not right. And I didn't want to go home. I wanted to stay out there. Yeah. But my mom, obviously, obviously, they know that they shouldn't be out there for too long. But it was too cold and that. You're not climatized yet. Yeah, exactly. So they got me into the house, wrapped me up like in bloody blankets and all sorts. <laughs> so I'm just there at the window, just watching that snowfall and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool. It's like pretty amazing, and that was my experience of the country, uh, you know, for the uh, the first time when I came into it, and um, it, was, it was just so bizarre. The culture shock was just like it shoot straight away, and uh, and one of the things that that was that I I, mate, I was in luxury, bruv. Mm. Like I was. See, the thing is, where we lived today, it wasn't a luxury. We would lived in a state. Mm. that's luxury for me mm. from where i came from mm. now some people will say that's luxury sure. but it is for me sure. and we was living in a two-bed apartment mom my dad and my brother 
and that's luxury from where I came from. And for that alone, when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is this is actually dope. I got right. like I got a bed, I got quilt, I got clothes, I got my own drawer. Um, do you know just the basic thing that these yeah. This is my corner of the bedroom. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for me was big because you didn't have that. So for me, it was like more appreciation for for everything that my dad done more than anything else because he built that house up to mm. where it is today. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for that alone, I think it's quite massive um, to be able to understand like the value of the smallest thing. And that is what, and that is what was the most important for me. So back in Africa, we have three meals. If you're lucky, you'll get like treats every now and then, but it's not regular. My mum had treats for days, mm. like treats in the cupboard, yeah. like there's little treats there. Look, I was like, listen, there's too many treats. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? There's, 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 spoiled. There's too many treats going on. You had your main meal. You can have seconds and thirds. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, we got three meals where we come yeah. from. Yeah. And you better be on time because yeah. if you don't come on time, you're gonna wait for the next one. Yeah. And that's. That's where we was. Mm. And we, we shared our food. Like, we shared between us. And I'm not going to lie to you. There was about... In, in, when we was eating, there was about at least five or six of us that was share around this plate. And I'm telling you, we're all athletes. So it's a challenge and a half. Mm. You better make sure you get enough handful in that. Yeah, or yeah. Otherwise, you're going to go hungry. So if grandma blows the whistle and says it's time to eat, you better be sat at the table before she even blows the whistle. Yeah, yeah. Because these guys are not mucking around. Yeah. They're just like waiting. Yeah. Now, as soon as the grandma, bam, bam, gone. <laughs> these guys are not even chewing, bro. They're swallowing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is what this is what it was like. Yeah. When I say... When I say it was survival, it was survival. That's what it was like. The older, the 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 the, the older of uh, the most oldest person in our circle was uh, Jakub, and he's the one that shared the, the meat. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, he'll take the big the big meat for himself because yeah, obviously he's yeah. the oldest yeah. as as normal, and you'll share it between us. But yeah. you always share it equally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's and that's what it's like. So everybody's got theirs, uh, and then and then there'll be people who will be trying to steal meat from each other and that. Do you know what I mean? And the older and the uh, uh, older cousin will, will see that, mm. and whenever he sees that, he doesn't ramp around with anybody, bruv. Mm. He will backhand you from where you are <laughs> and tell you to get out, and that's it. Your food time is done, <laughs> and that's this is what he was like. He was just in that way. Do you know what I mean? When we when yeah. we when, when we was eating, he like he did not want anyone to be deprived of what was theirs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's still a challenge. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. what it was like. So you imagine growing up having that type of upbringing coming to england and you got your own plate yeah you got your Different own world. plate a world all together isn't it like you got your own bowl <laughs> you're like yeah no one can share this it's just all mine do you know what i mean like you it's yours yeah do you know what i'm yeah. saying and then when you're done your mom comes and picks up your plate takes it to the kitchen do you want anything else do you, want like, else? do you want anything else? <laughs> do you need anything from me? Do you know what I mean? What can I do, <laughs> what can I do for you? Yeah. you? And that's and that for me, I was like, this is luxury. Yeah. This is absolutely luxury. We're going to school, and in our school, there's no uniform. You're wearing your own clothes. Uh, you have break time. You have lunch at school mm. provided for. <laughs> um, but bro, where we get, there was no lunch at school. <laughs> you had the classroom. And yeah. you get your ass home. Yeah. Your lunchtime is at home. Yeah. You go and get your food from home. Mm. So you're basically coming and do your class, mm. go home, and then you go fight your cousin to have your food. Yeah. And then come back to class and then go home again and fight for your food again. <laughs> so that's where you was getting. Yeah. Brother, I wasn't getting none of that. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? I came in here and I was going into the schools and I'm getting my plates of food by myself. I've got my knife and fork and stuff. Back then, I didn't even know how to use knife and forks, by the way. The, the spoon, I, I used yeah. one spoon for everything. Yeah. Everyone was like, everyone said it was disgusting. I said, bruv, <laughs> you ain't seen me till I ate with my hand, bruv. <laughs> one spoon, it's everything. Oh, yeah, anyway. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, for the back, the back of the fact that, that, that I came into a society where I had my own shit, like, I, I knew that it was mine so i kind of felt guilty for not sharing mm. do you know what i mean because we're used to sharing yeah so um so that might the fact that that took some time to be able to get used to um as soon as i came into the country and the language as well was exactly the same thing finding quite difficult to be able to learn and grasp the language um so I was trying to uh, tr trying to understand the core value of like communicating the best way possible um and that that from that 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 was hard like that itself was hard but I had no choice but to like force myself because obviously i wanted to get my story out. i wanted to be able to talk to people yeah but but i just not i didn't know how mm. do you know what i mean so mm. i didn't so i didn't know how, how mine was always it was like aggressive at the beginning do you mm. know what i mean i've got to like be macho it's and, more frustration that you can't yeah exactly well. you can't communicate and um and that was one of the things for me that uh when i came into the country yeah so going into primary school you're surrounded by kids now mm. totally different school system to what you're used to mm. um them little shit <laughs> how's that how, how how did you impose that competition mentality on everyone else Bruv. in primary in Bruv. primary school school was a zoo bluff <laughs> seriously i'm not lying school was a zoo but i was like but I was getting bullied. Like, now you're you getting at me. bullied. You're looking at me, yeah. Fucking tongue. Exactly. You're looking at me how I am. I did not look like this when I came to England, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, when I told you, man, I was fired for my food. It wasn't like him. I was getting nutrition in that I needed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when I came in, I was, I was tall but skinny. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I was just skin and bone. Mm. And that's what I was like. So, um, so when I came into it, I don't know what it was. I don't Even Even back in the Ivory Coast was the same. That guy used to just get into fights. For, for no reason, just because people want to test you. And that's what it was like. And coming into and coming into England, I mean the reason the reason why this is a funny funniest thing ever. The reason why I came to England was because grandma had enough for me fighting at school. Right. Okay. How funny is that? And I come to England, it's the exact same situation. Fighter. Yeah. It's the exact same it's the exact same reason it's the reason I came to England and I come to England, start my education system, yeah. and what's happening? Yeah, I'm getting right. into fights. Yeah. So I'm just like whatever I go, it just literally was there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that, that I always used to run away from the idea of not fighting because I never knew my own strength. Mm. And that's what it was like. So when I went to school, it was the exact same thing. A group of boys always trying to confront me and everything. I can't speak the language. I can't get my words out. And uh, they're just literally saying words I don't understand. So I'm getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, and it was always, and it was like that. So um, so this group of boys, I used to, oh, fucking hell. I used to hate these boys, bruv. Um, they, they were like, always picking on man. Like, always, always picking on man. And there was always, there was always, there was a, there was always a leader in the, in the, in the group of boys, yeah. isn't it? And there was just one kid, because he saw I wasn't saying nothing and do much, it was like, oh, this is an opportunity to prove to his boys that he can be able to step up. Big mistake, bruv. Mm. My man tried to do it by himself without his boys. Yeah. How fucking dumb are you, bruv? <laughs> just because there's a group of you, I'm not doing nothing. You want to do it individually to yeah. see if you're strong. Yeah. 
So at one time on the stairs, he sees me and he comes up and he try and grab me from my collar. Yeah. I gave him that Zulu warrior look, bro. <laughs> I said to him, I said, you better get your fucking hand off of me. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're... I said, listen, I'm in this country for a period. I said, if I, if I, said, if I, <laughs> I said, if I hurt you here, they'll probably ship me back where I came from. <laughs> so if I, so if I hit you, I'm going to hit you good and proper. Yeah. So don't ever think, I said, don't ever think you're going to put your hand around my collar. So literally, as soon as you've done that, you know that look when you, I was like, you better move your hand. <laughs> yeah. You better actually yeah. move your hand. And my boy was like, took it, trying to shove, man. The way I sling him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a slingy going down, bro. It was just the way he went down the set, even I felt so I was like, shit, I hope he I said, I hope I've not hurt hurt him. But he he lied on the ground for a few seconds and then he got up, looked, and he saw me, got up and run. Like straight away. And I was like, Alhamdulillah, like this guy yeah. didn't like didn't faint or anything on me because otherwise it would have been bad. The moment that happened, he went and told his boys. Everyone just calmed down. And then I came in, I came I came into the playground, so the boys came towards to me. So I was like, shit, this is gonna kick off. Mm. And the boy and the boy basically eyed me up and said, right, we're gonna have a challenge. So we have a challenge of football. And he says, uh, and he said, yes, he said, he said, he said, if you win, then we'll leave you alone. I was like, all right, come, let's play. Mm. So these guys didn't know how good I was at yeah. playing football. So we get into the playground, they pick their team, I pick mine, he give us the shittiest team, obviously, because he wants the best player. Mm. It's like, come, I said, I'll take all of you on. That's when the challenge instant kicked in. Yeah. I was like, I gotta win this game. I said, I said, at all costs, I'm going to win this game. My team didn't even have faith in themselves. They were like, they were all good. They already gave up on the game. Yeah. I was like, I don't fucking care. I'll do it by myself. So as soon as the game started, brother, I gave it the best 15 minutes of my life, bro. When I mean my clothes was dripping wet, bro. Mm. It was like, it was, it was basically seven against one. That's mm. what it was like. So we're playing and I'm dabbling, win the game. I remember the game like it was yesterday. 5 0, we win. Nice. All the goals come from me. Nice. And they were frustrated. The big, the ringleader of his team, he's, he's taking it out on them. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, him, exactly. Yeah. And then he clocked on that, oh, choke and play football. Yeah. After that, that's when the respect boundary came in. Mm. And he was like, no, nah, I've got to respect him. He can play because he loved his, he loved his, 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 loved his ball game. And then ever since then, me and him had that challenge between mm. us. Mm. And we represented the school to play football. Mm. And that's when, and that's when things kicked off from there. But, um, but the essence of the communication was still not there. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I can that can get my words out. Sometimes I can't. Yeah. And um, and I remember when I mean when I mean throughout the whole school process, the instinct of challenge was always there. Was mm. always there. Mm. So playground was the same. We had that. We had the fights, and then we got the respect boundary yeah. from there. Then we had certain individuals that probably wanted to just say bad words and stuff. I didn't mm. understand. I was just like, yeah, say what you want. Yeah. And in the classroom was exactly the same thing. I can't speak. I can't write. Mm. Um, but I can, I can understand some form of stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And one of the things was, one of the days um, uh, the teacher put on a project. And the project was, um, got the gingerbread guy. Mind you, in primary school, this is like year three, year four. Yeah. So we've got this gingerbread guy. We've got a colour in. And then we got and then we got given scissors and we got to cut round the, yeah. the gingerbread guy yeah. and then we got to present we got to present it in front of the class at the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, like at school, you get the red head the red head scissors yeah, 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 and yeah. you get the silver one. Yeah. The silver one you got to control, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, I know that now, isn't it? <laughs> I've never used scissors in my entire life. I've never had crayons in my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. 
So you're talking to an African <laughs> who's never had that in his life. Yeah. You give him a pack of crayons with different colours and a paper with gingerbread yeah. and the scissors. <laughs> and you're like, make your art, make your artwork go. I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at his finger and I'm like, are you mad? <laughs> I was like, listen, we don't, I don't know this. So she's like, she took the color and was like, color it in. And then show me how to use the scissors to cut. I'm like, right, this is sick. Mm. So I get the colors. My color looked like one of those infant, none of them infant, like just <laughs> yeah. like mash up thing. Yeah. That's, that's literally what my coloring looked like. And I remember taking the scissors and every time when I'm trying to cut it, I kept missing. So, cause, cause I didn't know how to use the scissors in it. Mm. And um, and I was like to them, that's how I used to speak. I was talking, calling, calling the teacher over to come and help me. Mm. So she came over and I, and, I, and I kept doing this to the paper to show her that I can't cut. Mm. And then she took it and then she like, you got to control, you got to control. But I didn't know how to do that. Mm. It got to the point where I was getting frustrated with the scissors, bruv. And I only had like a few minutes before we present this to the, to, to the front of the class. Instinct of challenge comes in again. Mm. My moment, I was like, I'm going to make... I don't care how this is going to be done, God, but I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Do you know what I did? <laughs> I'm still laughing at it all today. So basically, rather than using the scissors, I used my teeth. Like a bit <laughs> <rad. laughs> I used my fucking teeth, bruv. I used my fucking teeth yeah. to cut around this paper. I'm, t- I'm talking like I'm there nye, 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 like biting around this gingerbread guy colouring it in because I couldn't use the scissors and then now I'm biting around this paper the paper's all wet and shit do you know what I mean Coloured, it's coloured in yeah. but it's wet <laughs> it's got zigzags around it yeah. but it's a gingerbread guy yeah. do you know what I mean so um, so now we go present it I was so proud of my fucking effort I was like I don't care brother I've done the work yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, so everybody came up presenting their papers and shit do you know what i mean all nicely cut and everything like that colored mm. in and all mm. sorts and then they called me up and i was proud of my paper mm. do you know what I, mean? I was just proud for the fact that i finished it mm. so i got my paper and i showed it and then the teacher stood there like she didn't know what to she didn't know what to say to me do you know what i mean i didn't even know what to say to myself do you know what i'm saying so she she looked at me and i have you been buying do you know she asked me the question she said to me she basically said what you said how did you cut you said how did you cut and i proudly smiled and did this i used my teeth that's what that's what i said to her and she was like she i think she just literally stood there she was thinking oh my god what kind of student do we have here and <laughs> and the kids were all laughing and everything do you know yeah. what i mean so for me it was the, the i think the moral of that story was it didn't matter what exercise they gave me I always find a way to be able to make it happen. And that's that's literally that's literally I was never I was not that child to give up on on stuff. It mm. doesn't matter doesn't matter if I don't know it. Mm. Like you can give me any project today and I would not know fuck all about it. I would not know I would not I, I wouldn't even know where to start from. Mm. But I can guarantee you I'll be able to get the challenge done. Mm. I can guarantee you whatever means necessary, I will get it done. And that's the mentality that I had since a young age and that's what we taught through through school barriers. Do you know what I mean? Since from primary school to secondary. Mm. And I think the respect behind you grew as people start realising that a little bit more. This guy's not do you know what up. I mean? That it's not going to give up. Like he's going to keep coming and mm. again and again and mm. again until he gets it right. Mm. And that's what, and that's where that, you know, that's you said, the athlete mentality yeah. kicked in because yeah. it was taught from a young age. Shit. It's just, from my point of view, I just see the end product. I see the athlete kicking fucking crazy, built yeah. like a brick shit house. He's moving, <laughs> he's moving like a cat. Like, 
to me, this is strange because people that look like that physically shouldn't be able to move the way mm. these people move. Um, so it's like the mindset's really important, but we don't even consider that. We You don't consider the entire period leading up to mm. this person being an Olympian and going to the Olympics. And By the time you were in high school, were you already in the, in the uh, programme or did you start it when you were in high school? Or So no, so basically... When I was in high school, I was playing football, um, and taekwondo was like a hobby. So basically, my dad was the teacher, yeah. and he was teaching us the sport. So it was like hand in hand. So mm. both of those happened at the same time. Um, I applied for um, an academy, uh, uh, football football academy in Lewisham, Lewisham College. Yeah, and I got accepted there. Did my GCSEs, got fourteen GCSEs, nice. and um, went from went from that. And I was doing my MVQ, I was doing my MVQ 1, MVQ, I was doing my MVQ 1, 2 and 3 at Lewisham College while I was playing football. Because it was like a course that did it together. Yeah. Say football don't go well, at least you can go to uni with your MVQs. Yeah. And that's what it was. And while I was there, I remember I was 16 at the time. I started playing for Arif Town, how trials for Dagman and Redbridge. And uh, I was playing first team football at that, at that age, which uh, for me was... Was a big thing, mm. um, so um, so basically, I had to choose between the two. Um, either going to playing football, or going or, or going down the stream of doing taekwondo. Um, so you got basically the 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 idea of being rich, yeah, having the Bentley, the house, yeah, whatever you want. You got that success stream, or you got the modest. Where you're representing the country, you're not gonna you're gonna be not gonna be extremely rich, but you're gonna be comfortable if you do well, and you're gonna be able to you know meet different culture, travel the world, and be able to you know um, put your put your footmark on different on 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 on, on different um, should we say different occasions, and, and it's a family lineage and the family lineage as well. Your so old man's like you know what I mean. King so in that field. exactly. So so for me, because my dad's my role model. I was like, I want to emulate him. Right. And if I can do better than that and take our family name even more higher, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna do that. And uh, so I chose to go down that line of, to, of, doing, um, of, of going Taekwondo. Now, I know why everybody's probably thinking, though, like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy want to go for modesty and shit. He said, where the, go where the money is. Like, go where the money is. You do understand nine out of ten people in that scenario will be like, right, football. Football, straight, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, 110%. And, and, and do you know what? Sometimes when I do sit back, I was thinking, maybe I could have gone down that line. But then again, whenever I think that, I'm thinking I probably might not be this person I am today. Mm. I won't be the person who's probably sharing, who's probably, like, not... A, not be not open as much uh, to to you know to, to those who probably need me. So we say more than anything yeah. else. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm very accessible. When I mean I'm a very accessible, like I'm open to anybody. Yeah. Like my DM will be full and I'll reply to people. Right. I probably might not see every single messages, but I will be able to reply back to you. Mm. And I'll say if you say hi, I'll say hi back. You message me about something, I try and reply back whenever I got time. I'll go in and reply back. That's mad. Do you know what I mean? You must be getting. So do you know what I mean? So I don't I don't go. Oh, I'm a blue ticker. Uh, I'm well known, uh, so I'm, I'm going to reserve myself for certain people. Mm. Uh, there are some dumb questions out there. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, Give me an example. Give there's, me an example. There's some what kind of dumb shit do you get sent? sent over um, to? So, um, do I need bigger calves to be able to to be a taller person? I'm just like, why? <laughs> why do you need bigger calves to be a taller person? Yeah. 
I mean, can you grow an inch more to be able to beat them? Maybe, mm. but I don't know. But <laughs> but why do you need a bigger calf? Um, you got those that um, uh, what was the other one? Um, was what there was one recently that I saw that was so stupid. Um, what's it called again? Uh, can uh, can Taekwondo athlete beat a dinosaur? I'm like, well, fuck you, no, it can't. It fucking can Taekwondo athlete beat, beat a dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, is that possible? Do you have you seen a dinosaur? <laughs> have you seen what a taekwondo athlete does? Yeah. I mean, there's no much of a difference between them both. I mean, it's not it's not really rocket science. I mean, I'm just I, when I see this question, I'm like, are these people okay? Or are they just saying that as a joke? Um, do you know what I mean? And some sometimes it gets to a point. I'm thinking, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I said, listen, I'm gonna let them be in their own world. I'm not gonna get involved with it because if I answer and I say to them, uh, yeah, a taekwondo person can beat that next minute is gonna be a whole yeah, of conversation. Yeah. So it's so stupid. Uh, but but the thing is, it's just the point. The point of all is that these these people who come to you and speak to you, I think it's important that you communicate as much as possible because it could change their perspective, their mind frame, their mm. way of being, mm. uh, their understanding of life. Because some of them do struggle out there and knowing the world fact that that's somebody that probably look up to can be able to answer back to them and speak to them on, 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 on a normal vibe. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. I think that put things in perspective because they have a picture in their mind yeah. of these people don't speak to the like of us. Yeah, because they're higher. Do you know what higher, I mean? And I'm, not, and I'm not these people. I'm the like of us people. That's you know one what I mean? thing I found about you that was different when I when I was filming. The reaction I got from some of the athletes I was filming with wasn't the same reaction I got when I was filming with you. And right. that's why I thought, fuck, whatever this guy wants to film, I'm down. I'm but that, 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 but the thing is, the mentality can change over the course of time from what you're doing. Mm. As soon as you get into the stardom, and I think your mentality will go like, I'm in that field now. Mm. You forget the you forget the minority. You're just mm. like, yeah, I'm not in that field anymore. So yeah. I've got to start visualizing a little bit more higher. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I hate that world mm. more than anything else. It's not. It's not. It's not where I grew up. It's not what I know. So I kind of get to the point where I mix in, but not too much in there. Mm. I'm all about the people mm. more than anything else because that's where we come from. Whenever I go back home. I'm, going, I'm, I'm back in my village. Mm. I'm back where I grew up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Alhamdulillah, my dad's done well for himself to the yeah. point where he's built schools, he's got a mosque and everything. Mm. So he's built a real community. Yeah. Um, so I've seen the graft my dad did to be able to get to where he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's all about the people. Mm. He's always been about the people. Mm. And yes, there have been some few stars who come to him and speak to him, but he's, he's, he's in the community community. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's his domain. So seeing my father, how he is, humble, it's just simple. There's nothing complicated about his life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So with me, it was like, I cannot take myself out from that community. Our community is all I know. Mm. And that community is always going to be, or it's, it's gonna, that's going to be me. That's going to be who I am. Mm. So I'm always going to trigger into that every single time, mm. dipping in, seeing what people are saying, what's going on, what do you need help with? Can mm. I be able to, to help you? What, what do you want from me? How can I do it? And if it's something's long-term and whatnot, can we have a contract? What, trying to find a way of how to be able to mm. communicate and mm. work with those people. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's probably the, the, the most important thing for me going forward in, 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 in regard to that life cycle. So that's why I kind of took Taekwondo more over than football more than anything else. Because I, I know that world, I know I know what it's about, and it's probably not the same for everybody else, but I just knew that I would not be exactly the person I want to be um, mm. if I went down that world. So, so the fact that I went down this way, pretty much proud of what I was capable of doing. Obviously, I think that obviously you probably will want to achieve much more than what you have right now, but but I'm, I'm pretty proud of, 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 what, be, I, of, of what I got well to. You should be proud of, of what you've done. That's to even suggest that you... People that come from where where you come from and, and, and you know, your origin story, 
don't reach the heights of of they don't even get into the programs that you've that you've been into much less going to the olympics and representing the country that's a that's a huge fucking thing man yeah that, it is i mean i think i think for me when i say that i'm kind of going down the the the, the path line of because the, the one thing that's probably missing from my cabinet is the olympic medal and that's what you work towards to mm. and not being able to achieve that it, it does sometimes trigger the mind frame of like what if do you know what I mean? What if I did this? What if I did that? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes triggers in. But then I get to a point, I'm just like, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? What was for me was the work to get there. Mm-hmm. And was the being able to get close to it. Mm-hmm. I think that was, that, was the, that, was the, that was the lesson that was learned through that. So now I got that experience. Yeah. Now I know what it takes to get there. And now I know what needs to be done to be able to achieve that status. Mm-hmm. I can formulate that program. Mm-hmm. I can formulate it to be able to give it to the next generation. Mm-hmm. I can tell them I've been there and I know what it's like psychologically, physically, spiritually. What's that's going to be like for you? Mm-hmm. The things you're going to have to watch out for. Yeah. What you need to do to be able to prepare yourself. Things that they can be able to know way beforehand before it hits them. Mm-hmm. I can give that to them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, and that's probably the skill set that's been taught to me. And then the fact that my dad took it to a national level... I took it to a next level. International level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of put that 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 foot that foot um that footstep that I wanted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I could have gone one step further. Mm. I'm just like let let me leave that to my kids <laughs> to be able to be like yeah I'm gonna be able to do what dad did and take even much higher than what dad did. Do you know what I mean? So mm. set like oh almost a a foundation. Mm. Do you know for them to be able to like okay dad did this and this is what he did to be able to get to. So they got someone to look up to uh, look up to too. So that's the vision more than anything else and that's probably and that's the education uh, system that i want to be able to provide you know for for my kids and also for for, for youngsters what was it like going to these last olympics because it was the covid olympics wasn't it that, mm, that we had last year yeah it was fucking horrible um <laughs> it was it was it was just so it was just horrible i mean can i get a drink yeah yeah, yeah of course you can. um yeah, it was just, it was just horrible. Like proper horrible. Um, the reason why I say it was horrible was just simply because the preparation towards to that, just to get there, was an absolute headache for me. You guys were training in your garages and things, weren't you? Yeah. So I was actually for, fortunate enough that the the house um, that I had um, in Ancorts uh, was a newly built uh, building. Yeah. Thank you. Can I? Can you just shove that cola flavor towards us? Thank you. You wanted it. No, 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 no. I got this. All right, cool. So the house that I was living in in Ancorts was a uh, was a newly built building, and um, and uh, so I was on floor was on floor three. I was on floor three, and they had like a floor one. Uh, where they just gave me a, like an open apartment to be able to use. Nice. Uh, so uh, I turned that into a gym. Um, so uh, so basically, I had two places mm. at the same time. Yeah. So uh, which was amazing at the time uh, because my um, my ex partner um, she was working from home as well, and her work was fucking stressful. Mm. That just to listen to. Uh, because it was just, it was just, uh, you know what? Office people are like, I really respect them. Like, mm. really, true. I could not do that. Like, to sit on a chair 
where you're just like on the phone twenty four seven, and you get mm. these people who are rude at you on the phone yeah. as well. And you got to, you got you got to stay dean. You got to stay like relax yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. got to be professional because yeah. I can I'll be like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> like I will switch on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm all about you got to show me respect. Yeah, I get to a point where if you're disrespecting me, I won't even speak. I'll walk away. Mm. That's the point. That's that's the level where I am. When I speak to somebody and I see there's a, there's a, there's a disrespect, I'm mm. walking away. Mm. And if you follow me disrespecting me, tr- trust me, you do not want to see me angry. Mm. So I'm I'm just like when I speak to someone on the phone and I, and I sense some kind of disrespect in the way that you're talking, I will lock you off. Mm. And I'll go one further. I'll block your ass. Mm. Like I'm, I'll do that. Mm. Like it just gets to a point where I'm not gonna allow you to disrespect me because you got these dickheads <laughs> who tend to disrespect you, but in in a subtle way, especially over the phone. As do well. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they act all polite, but they're being disrespectful. And and you know, you know that they, you both, you know they're being rude. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And 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 over a course of time, I mean, I kind of got to a point where. It doesn't happen to my face, but it's more indirect, more than anything else. And with these people, it was uh, for 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 me, uh, it was it was kind of like I got I built that way of being as a human being. Like it doesn't matter who's speaking to me; they know from the word go what you're gonna get from me. Mm. So if you're coming back with some next attitude, you know that this 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 guy's not gonna take it. Mm. So you better come to me correct. And that's the teaching of my father. How to speak to people? Yeah. How to conduct yourself? Yeah. You know, when when you're around people, yeah. Yeah. you know, if the choice of words that you're gonna even use was important, do you know what I mean? My dad lined me up one day. Oh my god, this was the funniest thing. So I told you I wanted sometimes wanted like bust a joke, and I'm saying I like, don't do it with my dad, didn't it? Yeah. I wanted to bust a joke with my dad one day. Yeah. And my dad was being funny. He was busting some good jokes. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, yeah, go on. I was like, yeah, go on, dad. To the point where I lost myself. Like the father and the son thing was like. Poof, like yeah. blurred away yeah. Yeah. and I was like oh I can go into my elements you know what I mean mm. so my dad must have made a joke like and we all started laughing I was like oh dad you're so crazy mm. my dad stopped me right there and said what did you say Oof. and I went and, and, I, and I remembered what I said uh, it's like what did you say I said I said I said I said, I said the joke is crazy <laughs> you're, you're not crazy <laughs> the joke <laughs> like the joke is crazy and my dad looked at me and he went yeah, yeah, the joke is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he brought me back to my roots yeah. like, straight away. Let you know. And then, I literally, like, then literally, when I looked at, I was looking at the TV and I was like, oh my god, like I can't, <laughs> I can't even joke with my dad. <laughs> I can't even bust a joke yeah. with him. Like it's not possible. It's actually not possible. So yeah, so 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 like so like, like I was saying, like when I saw my ex partner the way that she was at work and stuff, it was just that like we couldn't be in the same household. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to break up because during COVID, I think it was very important that we had each other's space. Yeah. And uh, and I was just lucky enough that, that we, we managed to get a, a ground floor apartment um, alongside our own apartment uh, where I can be able to have that as a gym area. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there was rooms in there as well, so sometimes I could stay there, mm-hmm. uh, stay in there, but obviously... When you're when when you're married and shit, you gotta <laughs> tell me about yeah. You tell gotta, me about you gotta go, you got you gotta go and spend time with them. <laughs> yeah. <you> know what? <laughs> talk. Yeah, when, you gotta talk to let's them. Just talk. Yeah, exactly. Talk you're just you're just like oh for fuck's sake, <laughs> man. Can we just can we just not just? I feel that. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, it's like we had to have that 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 break between us like she had to have her own space. I needed to have my own mm. space, and it kind of worked well because obviously I was preparing to go to Olympic Games. Mm. 
um and stuff so um so i had my own space to be able to train so yeah. every day i was downstairs and during yeah. the day she was upstairs and in the evening she break she finished work at five uh, i tend to finish at five but i want to stay there more longer mm. um and then um and then when she's done she come she come and link me downstairs mm. and then uh, i'll finish my training session sometimes she will do a session with me mm. and then then um, we'll go back upstairs and we spend the evening together mm. and that's what it was like during the covid stage yeah. now during covid um again because I was stuck away, I was doing my training that I needed to do. But at the same time, I knew the people would not be, um, you know, um, good at home. So mm -hmm. I basically did a live session every day from Monday to Friday, uh, free of charge on, on, on Insta. So you were live streaming? I was live streaming a training session. So I was, I was live streaming. I was, doing, I, was doing, I was doing my own training session and putting on live stream training session for the people. So basically people can come on live and I'll put a training session, like a hit training session where I kind of combine Taekwondo with a hit, yeah. you know, exercise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Something I'd be able to, you know, to be able to exercise. So, so I did that um, to the point where I started collaborating with different people, started collaborating with different gyms um, uh, and it was just free of charge. Yeah. No money involved, no nothing. Just yeah. me being able to be like, if you're looking to be able to do training session at this time, I'll do it for an hour where you can come on, we train together and you can go by your day. And that's what it was. And that's what I did. And that's when the John Wick stuff started popping up yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And he started doing his own stuff and he's still going on doing yeah. it right now, yeah. which is quite successful. Yeah. And it was, I think that was a game changer for a lot of people. And it was pretty good to be able to see, um, you know, um, the value that people was getting out of it. And to be honest with you, I think it was, for me, I did it purely because I just needed to be able to connect with people. Do you know what I mean? Because you're shut away from everybody. And now I wanted to connect with you know with the people. I wanted to be able to speak to them, be able to train with them and stuff, and so on and so forth. So, so that was one of the reason um, why uh, what's going on. I put I put that on, but it was actually a game changer. Uh, the moment that people start streaming, start doing uh, you know things online, yeah. because now it's everything all up, went online. Yeah, now it's everything's online now. Some business have even closed the business now, yeah, yeah. and just but we're not gonna have an office anymore. We can work yeah. from home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It makes sense though. Yeah, it does. It, it does. But it took that to put things in perspective because mm. before i think everybody had an idealistic way of living mm. everybody had a way of like this is what this is how it should be done yeah and then now i think it kind of changed the whole cycle and give opportunities to those yeah. who probably don't want to come out of the house who probably are shy low yeah. confident and yeah. whatnot but they're thinking oh i can train from home i can work from home i can be able to do things that makes me feel good yeah and once i get the confidence that i need i can be able to go to the outside world well, yeah. exactly so think of that exactly so that that changed the whole perspective because yeah. a lot of people have been probably tying themselves at home so much to the point when covid came probably was a blessing in disguise for them do you know what i mean so even though there was a lot of you know uh, uh, people passing away from the illness and whatnot with all of this it changed a lot of people it changed other people's lives do you know what i mean so so i think i think all in the whole it, it, it had it had its good and bad with it mm. um and, and i think it kind of opened up the floodgate to numerous and different ideas mm. uh to to to, uh, to to a lot of people in the lifestyle mm. do you know what i mean mm. so so I think that I definitely think it was a blessing in disguise, uh, you know, for such uh, for for, uh, for 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 such thing to happen. Uh, obviously, nobody uh, um, nobody wants it. Um, you know, nobody wants it to happen. And God bless the soul of those people who have passed away. Um, but I, but I think any anything like this that kind of happened is mm. is to is to better us in any ways. Yeah, COVID was just it was a real mixed bag, mm. real real mixed bag. Um, one of my best mates, who I'd known for a long period of time, we had a slight tiff around the time. 
Um, he caught COVID, unfortunately passed away. Oh. And it's just, it's like, that really hit home to me. Because like, mm. we're at home worrying about mum and dad getting it. Because then they were saying it's the elderly that are yeah. you know, most at risk. And I'm mm. like, this guy's young. He's, he's 27, 28, and he's caught it. Can't breathe properly. Gone to the hospital. But in contact with his brother. Like, what's going on? Mm. And he's like, it's, it's not looking good. And I'm like, I can't, I don't forget. I don't, I don't believe this. Mm. This is, this is not. You know, it's not real. Yeah, um, so, so that really brought brought the COVID thing. Um, um, it, it, yeah, it was it, it was a strange, strange time. Yeah, we lost people that that maybe you know, it's God's will. You know. Yeah, no, hundred percent, not hundred percent. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe anything doesn't happen for no reason. There's always a reason yeah. behind it for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and and I think those who are not who are not big believers. Um, tend to uh, straight away look at look at the negatives more than anything else. Yeah. For me, um, personally, obviously, we all pray that uh, that the Lord gave us long life and happiness, so we can be able to do good yeah. um, and be able to share good moments with our families and whatnot. But when and I do think about this quite a lot uh, when it comes to death. And I do actually think about it quite a lot, even before I go to bed. And sometimes it, it gets to a point where you can scare me before even sleeping because yeah. I want a little bit more longer to be able to do right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I want a little bit more longer to be able to fix what I've broken. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And be able to uphold my promises yeah. and stuff like that. So um, so one of my one of my biggest du'a is um, for those who don't know what du'a is obviously it's the, when you do your supplication to God I always ask Allah to be able to take me in good tidying I ask him that because I don't want to be leaving this world with not in good tidying you imagine like <laughs> you're that, you imagine like, like you fucked up somewhere and Allah's like yeah it's time for you for your time to go you left on that memory right there and there do you know what I mean? And that's one of like my biggest fear. Like I want to be able to return back, and I know that I've done good, and I know that Allah's pleased with me. Uh, that I know I was able to be able to take care of my family and do and, and and do so much. There's so much that I want to be able to achieve, but obviously only only Allah can be able to provide that. But I know there's going to be a time frame. Do you know what I mean? But we just don't know when. Do you know what I mean? That's the scariest part. Like every day, we're, every day we're here. We're thinking, yo, tomorrow, guaranteed. tomorrow's guaranteed. That, that's where, guaranteed that's tomorrow. that, that, that's what, that's where we're sat. But the crazy thing is, yeah, and I was thinking about this the other day. We go to bed putting alarm clocks on. For the next morning. For the next morning, expecting the alarm clock to wake you up. Mm. Um, we have this idea of saying tomorrow, of like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, mm. um, and it becomes like such a saying that you think like you're entitled to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And uh, to the point where whole society is now psychologically kind of um, programmed themselves that this is quite normal. And then when you hear some people have passed away mm. and some of them weren't even ill, mm. nothing, mm. like just gone next day like that. And then now all of a sudden you're doing an investigation. Oh, what happened? Did he have this? Did he have that? And that nothing. No, for us, it's all a ticking time. Mm. That's all it is for us. So if if we're not so if we're not careful in regarding to how we use our time um, and how we can be able to do better with our time, yeah, when that time comes, it's it's too late, and that's probably one of the biggest um, for me the biggest biggest. Um, and I was talking to about I was talking to your sister about this biggest failure is passing away and you ain't got jannah, bruv. Mm. 
passing away in your God, Janna. Yeah. Bruh, that's the biggest failure ever. Forget about this dunya. Forget about what you can get here. Forget about what you want to achieve and whatnot. But the biggest failure is that you've been told what to do. You've been told how to be able to do things. You've been told how easily you can be able to get into it. Things that you can, things that you can sacrifice, all of this stuff. Like we've been told over a course of time. And while I'm saying this, I'm even, I'm even reminding myself, you know what I mean? Mm. But while I'm saying this, is that we've been told so many times that we're not taking advantage of it because society has blocked us into this world of like, we still got time. So you just keep counting the days as they go along, mm. and the matter of fact, we don't have it, and that's where, and that's where I think, that's where I think we need to change our perspective. I think, I think it's hard to probably come out of, of our comfort to get into the habit that we need to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's, and I think, I think that's probably the hardest thing for a lot of us in this dunya right now, in this world, to be able to, to, to switch mm. that mentality mm. and to do that real quickly as well. Um, I think that's the hardest thing to be able to do because you try, because you program yourself to be doing something on a regular basis where where you, you, you it's, it's kind of like trying to stop smoking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it can be so addictive to the point you think oh, I'm I'm, lo- I'm loving this lifestyle. I yeah. don't really want to change it. Yeah. I don't want to add anything to it as yet. And and that's what's and that's and that's what's gonna happen. And that's what happens to to, to a lot of us. So so yeah. So definitely a big. Um, yeah, definitely a, 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 a big change uh, needs to be done, especially from the perspective. Because as an athlete, like the, like the one of the things I can probably say it now to people, which is not a problem, I always said like there's three things you've got to take care of as an athlete. First one is the spiritual. Then you take care of mental, then physical, in that order. So spiritual. Spiritual at the absolute first. How do you deal with the athletes that are like, the athletes they don't have faith or they don't believe and... some of them, that's their own way of being but I'm just saying if, if, if your spiritual is strong along with your mental mm. your physical aspect is something that you do how many times do we hear people saying it's more mental than physical yeah, we hear that a lot yeah. some people will say it's 90% mental and 10% mm. physical mm. which is like absurd yeah. uh, as, a, as a percentage mm. but they're probably right but at the same time, the one thing that allows the spiritual to, I mean, one thing that allows the mental to be able to overcome the way it's supposed to is if you have some sense of belief. Because think about it for a second, right? This is going to blow some fucking mind and some people are going to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm not a fucking doctor, but anyway, let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so if your mental gets to a point where you are thriving to be mentally strong, you are thriving to uh, to have a better purpose. You have a program. You have a structure on a day to day basis mm-hmm. where this is happy. That's a belief. Agree. Okay. Agree. Now, if that's a belief, then where does the belief takes you? Where does that belief take you? Mm-hmm. And who's put that belief into us? Who's put it into you? Who's put it into a, like a system, a way of working? Mm-hmm. Who's done that? Mm-hmm. And that's where spiritual kicks in. Yeah. So if someone is telling me that you have, you can't wake up and say that you thought that idea yourself mm. and say, I'm doing this, this is what works for me. You test and drive things. Ideas comes into your mind like that. Yeah. That's not by yourself. Mm. That is not by yourself. That's given. Everybody talk about uh, 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 it's a given talent. Given, yeah, if it's a given talent, who's gave it to you? Yeah. 
Who gave it to you? Who gave you that thinking? Who gave you that process of being able to do something for yourself? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So for all of that, all, all of that, the way, the way that you're thinking, the way that you're doing think, it's a belief, it's a core. And that core is where your spiritual well-being kicks in. So if you are not in some form or path of a belief of a higher power, then how are you going to be able to appreciate these things that you're getting? Mm. Have you ever come across like these, you know, EDL, you know, these kind of groups in, in any of your travels? Any of your... I've seen it, mm. but I'm not, getting, I'm not, I'm not getting involved with them. Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't get involved. Sorry, I'm just sort of put the chair here. I don't get involved with them. I don't get involved politically. Are you not allowed to as an athlete, are you? No, even as an athlete. I, uh, even now, I'm not an athlete. I don't talk about it. Mm. I don't talk about it. Why? Because it's not an important. Reason being is because people are saying to use your work, people are saying to use your imagery as power. Mm. But who's got the biggest power? Mm. Who has the biggest power? What, what is that going to happen if I'm shouting and screaming? Who's going to listen to that? Who? No one. I can repost a million things. I can say this, that, and the other about this person, that, that, and the other about this person. Where is it going to go today? Mm. It's going to be on my story for 24 hours and it's going to disappear. It's going to be seen for a couple of times on my, on my grid and then no one's going to think about it. Mm. That's all that's going to do. But who can be able to make real changes? Who can be able to have the power to flip the script on his head? The higher power. So I'd rather see your grieving and pray that it gets better mm. without telling you that I did. Mm. I don't have to tell you that I'm praying for you, but I am. Mm. And I'm hoping that it's going to be able to change over the course of time. So whenever I see these videos and those stuff, and, the other, and I see a lot of people saying design this, 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 yeah. that, that, and the other, this racist person and whatnot, yeah. you're screaming and shouting, what's that going to do? Mm. What change is that going to make? Because till today, it's still going on. Nothing has really changed. Mm. So what's the, what's the point of me being able to use my energy, my anger towards something that's not going to allow me to change it? To change it. Mm. So I believe I've got a spiritual well-being and that's done good for me. And I know that that could be able to do even much bigger things than what I can than screaming and shouting. So I'll rather pray mm. and I'll rather ask the higher power to be able to help us in this situation and change the situation and help those who are suffering. Da, 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 da. This is what I can do. That's the power I have. That's the power that the Lord has given us. So when I see that, I'm thinking, why do I need to scream and shout? Why do I need to get angry? Why do I need to get upset? Mm. Why do I need to even worry anymore? And that is the difference between my mentality and others. Mm. Yes, it's, my mind is not going to always be Mr. Positive all the t every single time. It's difficult. It's, to it's difficult to be to do yeah. that. But there's days where even in those times when I'm probably at my lowest, I'm still going to find some kind of positivity in it. But I'm not going to show it. Nobody's going to see that defect. No one's going to see, no one's going to be able to see me angry, sad, low, uh, my lowest point. Mm. You ain't going to see none of that shit with me. Mm. You ain't going to see me. What you're going to see is me smiling, happy. You're going to always see me going on about my life. That's all you're going to see. Because my inner, shall we say, uh, uh, downfall or mistakes and whatnot are those I fix without having to show anybody. All I've got to be able to do is be able to focus on me and work on them. If I'm angry, I work on them. Mm. 
that's what I tend to do. But it will not affect those around me. So even when you were in competition, you're in an active fight. Mm-hmm. Your anger wouldn't kick in at any point. It can't. Because if my anger kicks in at any point, then what's that's going to happen? I can't be able to get the result that I want with that. Mm. I won't be able to, and I'll be able, and I will not be able to be a a, a, a respectable a, a respectable athlete. I won't be able to. I play the game to the T. Mm. Be smarter, outsmart my opponent. That's what I tend to do. Mm. And I tend to analyze my opponent before I even step into the ring. So sure. for that for that matter of fact alone, my emotion needs to be in check. Now, it took time to be able to work on that, 100%. Yeah. But to the point, even that helped me in life. Mm. Because if I'm going to the ring, and I know my opponent is better than me, and I show that to my opponent, I'm fucked. Mm. He's going to come at me at all sorts of angle. Mm. So I can't show him that fear. Mm. What I'm going to be able to do is to stand up, stay him in the eye, look him down, being able to analyse what I'm going to do. Mm. Now, for me, if that's enough to be able to get into that ring, then know that I've already got a percentage of winning this game. Now the next phase is to be able to put in my game plan together. Mm. Now if my game plan has been put together on that moment there and there, I've lost. Mm. My game plan has been put together maybe two, three, four days before, mm. or even weeks before, even months before. So when I go in there, it's already visualised, already been seen, and I know what's going to happen. Mm. Done. Now if I'm doing that on a regular basis, and I'm now in the outside world, and I'm now hearing this issue, that issue, that problem and whatnot. I've already seen it coming. Mm. And I know what people are probably already saying. So how do I react? I react with nothing. I don't say anything. I don't get involved. And nobody will come and attack me for it. Mm. No one will come and say, oh, why are you not using your name for this, that and the other? Because mm. they know what my personality is about. They know who I am. Mm. They know what I tend to do. So I don't need to do it anymore. So that persona has already been injected. From being in the field to yeah. being outside the field. Yeah. So that's me, that's me in a nutshell. Mm. That you won't get the, the chow who gets into politics, mm. the chows who doesn't like what's going on in Israel, the chow doesn't like what's going on in China, mm. the chow doesn't like what's going on in, in, uh, 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 towards the Palestine, in yeah. Yemen. And what. Yeah. You won't get none of that from me. You, I'm listening mm. and I see it. Yeah. I definitely do. But you won't get me being able to say anything towards that. Mm. What you will get is for me to see it and I'll make dua. That, that's as far it will go for me. That as far it will go for me. I'm not in the dunya today where I can go to war for everyone who does something wrong. Mm. Because that was the case. We'll be uprising. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all get together and we're like, right, let's go fight together. Mm. But I'm not in that day and age. We're in a day and age today where it's now getting to a point where we can't do anything apart from making dua. Now, if Allah says for us to come to him, then I'm going to go to him. Yeah. I'm going to go and ask him because that's what he said He said for us to do. So yeah. make it simple. Yeah. Why make your life complicated? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, this is, so this is the perspective of me as an individual of, 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 of how I am on a day-to-day basis. And don't get me wrong. There's time I want, to, I want to scream and shout. There's time I want to scream and shout. There's time I want to blow my top. 100%. Mm. But I just don't allow myself to get there. It take a lot of restraint. It has to. You have to. You have to like, just keep yourself closed like that. Mm. You just have to. It's, it's, it's hard than what it seems. But it's the best Imagine. way to be. 
you imagine if all of us Muslims was at peace in such ways and being able to just take care of business and coming to Allah more often than anything else for anything that's happening to us I can guarantee you our du'as will be more accepted things will change in their heads as quickly as possible but today we're getting to, today we're getting too much into society's way of being of doing things to the point it's not our world it's not our world Allah's given us some, Allah, Allah has given us some sense of power to us He's given us some sense of power to us. Being able to go to him free of charge. You ain't paying for anything. Mm. You're not bribing anyone. Mm. You're just going to pray. Have a conversation with him. Tell him what's going on. He sees it. But you're there making a supplication towards him. He loves that. That's what he wants. Now if we're all doing that, how, what more power do you want? Yeah, you spoke to me about this on Eid. We spent all the week together and then... There you go. I was kind of on a high horse and laughing and, and talking and joking. We had Brother Neem with us as well. And the, then, yeah. And then you just you brought me right back down with the with the prayer thing. And it's, it's what all of us do. Not all of us. That's me miscalculating, but a lot of us do that. Bruh, it's, it's, it's the maddest, probably simplest thing I can probably say to anybody, but that's the power that we have. Mm -hmm. That is the power that we have as Muslims. The power that we have as Muslims is that going to pray is powerful mm. i don't think i don't think a lot of people don't understand going to pray is powerful powerful to the sense where you for me that's a superpower right there knowing well fact that you can go and pray and others and others can accept your prayer mm. knowing well fact that whatever dua you make he's gonna hear it and answer to it like right now, sat here, Yallah, make me rich. Mm. I, mean, I mean, he's gonna answer it, and he might answer it differently. Now, when I say Allah make me rich, what does that mean? Did I ask? Did I tell him to give him a million pound? No. Did I tell him? Did I tell him I want a? I, I want a vault of just like gold in there. No. He might make me rich in different ways. He might make me rich where I don't have to lift a finger. He might make me rich where I can be able to have opportunities. He might make me rich where I can be able to travel the world. He might make me rich in so many different ways. That's how the dua can be answered. My dad told me something the other day, right? And um, he said, he said, sometimes you've got to be precise of how you make duas. And that makes me laugh when he said that. I was like, what do you mean by that? He said, you've got to be precise. I said, what do you mean by being precise? He said to me that there was one time a mom prayed for his son, but the dua that he made was he prayed, she prayed for her son to be able to play with money. That was her dua. Now for her was play with money meaning that he has a lot of money yeah. but when you say to when you say to Allah make my son to be able to play with money this kid was now in the bank and he's playing with money but he's counting them mm. so his job is counting the money but it's not his yeah. so he's playing so he's playing with money yeah. do you know what I mean so so to the point where he's saying you gotta be you gotta be certain on how you make your duas like you gotta be direct with it yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because Allah will answer it in a way that's probably beneficial to you. You might be asking Allah to be able to give you a nice car. And at the same time, you're asking Allah for protection. Allah knows if he can be able to give you that nice car, you might probably be able to have an accident with that car. Mm -hmm. So he'll rather protect you than give you that nice car. Mm -hmm. But you might probably take it out. Like, Why is Allah not giving me that car that I've been asking for? Mm -hmm. So there's ways of how to be able to understand things. If we had this type of way of thinking, we'll make our life 10 times easier. Because everything has a solution. Yeah. 
everything has a way to be able to resolve it. Everything has, but we just need to be able to just take our time and think a little bit and how to approach certain situation. If our Prophet Muhammad was a doctor without having a doctorial, because he just knew how to be able to deal with different situations and he knew how to approach different situations as well at the same time. I mean, his teaching is second to none. It's where you're being, his actions, everything. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. Sometimes when, when I sit and I actually read about his story and some of the things that he did and whatnot yeah. and how he was to people, we can't emulate an ounce of that. Mm. We can't because pff, it's, some, for some of us, it's, it's impossible. It's, exactly. Some of us, it's impossible. Yeah, agreed. Constantly smiling, constantly in the hands of helping people, constantly just constantly blossoming we can't some we can't even go a day a full day being able to do that mm. we cannot so for us i think it's very i think i think we try to conduct ourselves in such a way uh uh to the point where we're saying that's enough mm. we're not looking to improve we're not looking to push even much more do you know what i mean even when we fall off we're like i'm not ready to come back up yet mm. Rather than be like, oh, I'm going to come up straight. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to force myself and whatnot. Mm. This is what we're supposed to do on a regular basis. Improve. Look to do better. Look to be able to how to resolve things as quickly as possible. How to be a little bit more smarter than your opponents. Or how to be a little bit more smarter than the, the situation that you're in. These are the things we need to be able to do on a regular basis. Mm. Taekwondo is not just for kicking and punching. I don't see it like that. There's far much more to it. If I'm in there every single day kicking and punching, but I'm also trying to calculate how to beat my opponent, what am I doing? I'm problem solving. Yeah. I'm controlling my environment. Yeah. I'm controlling my opponent. I'm being able to be two, three steps ahead of that person. That skill set I can take to, from in there to the outside world. Yeah, of course. It's a massive skill set. Yeah. But I'm adding my spiritual towards that. Blow. I'm blowing my own mind up with that type of skill set. So if I'm going to approach somebody to speak to them, there's a there's a richness within it in itself. So I'm asking Allah to be rich. Brother, I am the richest person here right now in this room. That's, how, that's my belief. Because Allah's given me so much. So, so much. So how can I be able to say to myself, I'm broke? How can I be able to say to myself, I don't have a penny in my account? How? So much thing has been given. So much thing. But I'm sitting at home sometimes. And um, I'll be there and I was thinking, right, like, listen, um, like, I'll, I'll tell you a bit, like, what's going on in my life right now, actually. Um, so right now, I'm at the moment waiting uh, to be able to make a decision. So Germany has come and gave me, a, like, a brilliant offer. To become a trainer. To become a trainer over there. And um, Saudi has come as well. Uh, and there's a possibility of, of, of USA. Hmm. What are you thinking? What are you looking now, 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 the thing is, like, Saudi is, like, the biggest one. Like they made like mind blowing offer um, mm. over there, and I'm thinking this will tie me to religion and everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Germany is like for the Olympics and stuff like that, yeah. right? Now, for probably four five months ago, uh, not so we say five months ago even or even six months. Yeah, five months ago even, I was in Dubai mm. with my ex partner. I went from. Having everything, listen to this closely because this actually makes me laugh. 
I had, I went from having everything. When I mean everything, I've got a wife, I've got a good situation. Um, I got, I got, I got a job, but also got a stream of uh, salary coming in from different sponsors and everything. I'm good. I don't need much more than that. In a space of five months, I've lost my partner, came out of a job, all the sponsors gone. I find myself now with no job and I'm taking my flight to England in the space of five months. Mm. Who would have thought that could happen? Who would have thought that would have happened in that short space of time? Plus at the same time, it's during Ramadan. Why this is happening. So now when I sit back, I was thinking, how did I get to a point where I lost everything? But the one thing I didn't lose was my dean. I was still there. Now that's not going anywhere. Mm. And if anything, it's even going much more stronger to the point where I'm just thinking, I'm not going to let go. doesn't matter how much mistakes I make, I'm not going to let go of this. I'm still going to be within it. I'm not going to blame anyone apart from myself. And when I know that I lost these one, one, one by one, and this is what was happening, already, when that happened, I had to recalculate. I was like, I cannot be sitting there on my high horse as in like, people should be coming to me yeah. and whatnot. I was yeah. like, nah. I said, that. I said, I ain't got nothing right now. So I'm going to go out there and make a stream. I start putting out flyers. I start putting out ideas. I start saying to people, I'm available for this, that, and other. I start putting myself out there to be able to sell myself, mm. which I've never had to do in my entire life. Mm. But that's the teaching Allah's gave me. Because before it was just easy, it used to come to me. Now it's not coming to me. Now I'm getting to a point where I gotta be able to be like, I'm not gonna sit and wait. I'm not gonna have to go and find it. Yeah. And this is what I had to go and do. To the point where now I'm thinking, I ain't taking my foot stop. I, I'm gonna carry on doing this. So I kept digging. So it went from something small to be doing that club training, then to be doing seminars, to doing international seminars. Yeah, you're in Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. So going from one place to another until to the point that the international seminar is getting me deals Mm. to to get a national team to want me to come on board. Mm. These are the floodgate that has opened. Mm. So the moral of that story, what's Allah's done there? They've reset you. They've recalibrated you. They've taken everything away from what it looks like boom back down to ground zero but you've got the experience of, of everything everything going to a level yeah so you've gone from no financial stability mm. to now what I mean having absolutely nothing to get to a point where now you have to rebuild and, you're, and now, you're, now you're steadying yourself back up again mm-hmm. so, so for, for that reason alone I'm just like if I didn't have that lesson then at one point in my life that could have happened to me and I would not I, 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 and I wouldn't I say say I didn't even know what to do yeah. say that was probably maybe five ten years later and there's kids involved mm. you got a family to be able to give you brought a family to look after mm. and that's happened that difficulty there is going to be hard on you do you know what I mean yeah of course. so but the fact that, that, that that's happened during the time where you're still young you still be able to learn lesson upon lessons mm. Boom, 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 boom. And that's the teaching that we will get from time to time. And that's the understanding that I got from that. Do you not think it's just because of how mentally strong you are and how calibrated you are with the Dean? Um, it's why you handled it so well? Habibi, I went crazy, bruv. 
I can't see that. I can't see that. No. I was watching everything. I was That's exactly what I'm saying. Here was, I was absolutely crazy. Like here, I'm calculating. Every day it was like a hunt. It was basically on, on fast mode. Mm. I had to make decisions like this. Boom, bam, 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 bam. Mm. I had to make quick decisions like that. To the point where I'm, I'm seeing myself growing up. I'm leaving something that it's not for me. Mm. I'm seeing myself get taken advantage of. Yep. In my own household, I'm in a relationship where I'm not seeing the dean happening. Yeah. And the dean's not going to happen because that person doesn't want the same thing. Mm. That person is gone. And then now I'm just trying... Like, just like that. Hang on, hang on. That's exactly what's happening. Because now I'm getting to a point where I'm looking at my household. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm looking at my household and I'm, and I'm like... I'm trying to understand... Uh, what's going on around me mm. I want things for myself I'm, I want my dean to be elevated I want to have a partner that can be able to help me towards my dean mm. I want to be able to have kids so we can give that education to those kids yeah. I want to be able to have that because I know I can be able to provide so if I'm doing that then I'm, I'm expecting my household to be taken care of do you know what I mean so while I'm working I'm seeing there's a frustration there I'm coming to my own house there's more frustration there again yeah. I'm just like I can't have that so I'm getting to a point I've got to make decisions because now I'm growing I want to be closer to Allah more than anything else. And I want that teaching to continue through. I want to be able to come home and my wife is questioning me about my deen. Mm. And I want her to be able to be like, oh, babe, should we go do this? That's going to help us towards our religion. I want this. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm not seeing that. And I'm saying to myself why I'm not seeing that. You know, I, I respect about you massively, although it's a really difficult thing to go through. Mm. I, I couldn't even imagine it, but... The fact that as soon as you saw that the dean wasn't there, you just thought, right, I can't do this. It's, it's, it's impossible. And there's a lot of people there that wouldn't do that. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's because you're trapped in this dunya. When you're, tra- when you're trapped into this world to the point where you make do with what you have mm. and not actually foreseeing what the consequences could be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah of course it does. Because you could love that person as much as you want. And that person could be like your end on bio, that mm. which is fine, but at the same time, something your sister said uh, to me is you cannot be able to allow someone to fuck up your ticket to get to Jannah. Mm. Wow. You can't allow someone to fuck up your ticket to get to Jannah. The ticket you're meant to have. Mm. Someone all comes and mucks that up for you to get into it. Bro. Mm. Whose who's, who's fault is that? Do you know what I mean? That's a big that's a big thing. Because you think about it. Come judgment day, we're going to be asked about this question, right? Mm. Even your spouse is going to be asked about these questions. Do you know what I mean? Is she, why is she not following it? What did you do to be able... Bro, there's two books. There's your book and there's her book. And whatever she's thinking about you, saying about you, that book is going to come on your head. Yeah. Bro, that's double the whammy, bro. You've got the responsibility now. So you're yeah. sitting there thinking, shit. Mm. Like, I hope this woman's been doing right, bro. Because <laughs> my book alone, there's things I need to fix in there. <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Both. Do you know what I mean? So there's things that I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, no, nah, I can't do that. I cannot do that. As much as I could love that person, I cannot, I cannot. That cost is too much for me to be able to take. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd rather lose everything else than lose that. Mm. I'd rather. 
Because like I said, that's the biggest failure you can have. So for me, when I saw my household did not look the way they were supposed to, I needed to recalculate. I had to recalculate. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not the same person uh, as I was when I was probably five, five, six years back. I've changed. I've grown up. And I'm now, and I'm, and I'm now in no position to be able to listen to any more bullshit. I know who I am. I know what I want. And I know what's going to help me. And I know for a well fact, in my household, it's going to be a representative of the dean. And I know for a fact, if I'm going anywhere, it's going to be my imagery. And at the same time, I need to be able to fix myself, to be able to become better as a Muslim as well at the same time. And to be able to do it, I've got to have that aura. I've got to have the environment around me. I, my household has got to have that teaching. And the person who I'm going to share the rest of my life with, that woman's going to have to be in it. I rate your old man, you know. Do you know what I mean? Because I can see your old man coming through your words here. But that's exactly what I'm saying. My old man was no two ways about it. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. And man. that no compromise thing that we spoke about on Eid, you have that, you have that no compromise thing. That's now. That. That's now, Habibi. Yeah. That is now that I have the non-compromise thing. Because I was compromising before. Mm. I was compromising a lot of things before. That the thing is, it's like for me... And this was my fault. All of this was my fault because I allowed it to happen. I allowed it to come into my household. Mm -hmm. There was like, there was no, um, for me, it was like looking at the end goal. Mm. It was like, I'm hoping for the end goal to happen. And that end goal is to having your family, the wife is loving the dean, you've got your kids, the education is happening and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, it didn't look so like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But eventually you're hoping for it to get there. Yeah. So you're not going to judge. Yeah. You're not going to be able to tell that person you're doing wrong and judge that person. Yeah. You're going to let them be able to grow into it more than anything else. Mm. But as you see it fading away a little bit mm. and you're kind of like, I don't think we're in the same line. And I'm like, and I know what I want today. And it's not going to be that. Yeah, the hardest decision I had to make. Hardest decision I had to make. Okay. But it needed to be made because I know what that could look like in the future. Do you know what I mean? I cannot allow to be able to be the, uh, shall we say, the disappointment of somebody else. I cannot be that person and I cannot, and I don't want to be disappointed neither. So for that reason alone, I had to make those type of decisions. So this is why I'm saying from one thing to another, it just literally just went boom, 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 boom. And mentally, it was the biggest challenge of my entire life. Not that. Biggest, biggest challenge. And not a lot of people knew it. Not a lot of people knew what was going on. Not a lot of people understood it. I Do you knew, know what I mean? I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to speak to you about it because I, I know that feeling. I know that process, and and mentally, it can just turn you into garbage. You know. Oh, 100 percent. And and literally, it's it's one of those things. Even till today, still processing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Still processing. But the one thing that I will not allow to do is to be able to lose the dean. Mm. I can't not do that. I can't afford to do that. So I've got to keep attached to it as much as possible mm. and I've got to keep reverting back to it. So for me, it's just being able to just be coordinated yeah. and have that routine. Mm. And the more, the better. It's going to get better and better and better. And that's how I see myself getting there slowly. It's not going to happen straight away, but inshallah with time is going to get there. Yeah. But it was important to make those decisions. Yeah. And it was important to be able to be in such a state where I can be able to be like, okay, this is not right. I need to be able to fix this. I can't do this anymore. Da, 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 da. Fix myself. So this is the period when I'm fixing myself. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm working on me. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to work on anybody else. I'm not trying to. I'm working on me. Mm. I'm understanding me. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting rid of baggage yeah. uh, that, that, uh, that I don't need anymore. Mm. And that's what's important right now. Mm. So these, 
these are the cycles of things that uh, that you go through but then again it couldn't happen at a worse in time because it was coming straight out from being an athlete to this mm. so i think a lot of the time you probably think when you come away from being an athlete there's so much opportunities yeah there's this that and the other but really and truly there ain't mm. you're kind of left stranded do you know what I mean? You're kind of left stranded. You finish representing the country for decades. You gave your service to your country. Mm. You represented them. All you did for your whole for entire years. life, entire that was you. Mm. Now, I'm telling you, I went through four Olympic cycles. That's 16 Four years. Olympic years. cycles. Heavyweight's so we're not, talking. Heavyweight's not normally. That's not the shelf go. life of a heavyweight. So we went through. We went through the cycle of two thousand and eight. We went through the cycle of two thousand and twelve. We went through the cycle of two thousand and sixteen. We went through the cycle of two thousand or twenty twenty, which became twenty twenty two, or twenty twenty one. Sorry, yeah. twenty twenty one. So I've been through those cycles, mm. and I dedicated myself to that, and then now I'm done. All I get is three months worth. Of getting paid, mm. and then afterwards you're by yourself. Mm. Shit, it's like the deep end, isn't it? And that's where reality kicks in. Yeah. So for over and over four Olympic cycles, you had people doing shit for you, mm. organizing you, telling you where you're going, mm. making your fucking bed for you, yeah. telling you go eat this, do that, blah 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 blah. All you gotta do is come in and train twice a day, sometimes three times. Mm. Some of your weekends, you're away in other countries doing training camps and competing and representing the country. Mm. And then once you've finished that over a course of four Olympic cycles, and then you're done. You're done. Now you're being told go to the outside world where you go do everything yourself. You have not been trained to do it. Mm. You ain't been trained to do it. And you ain't been monitored to do it. You ain't. Nobody's taught you that. All you done is being catered for. Uh, the word that I use, you've been mothered. Mm. You've been mothered by a system. And then all of a sudden, you're now, your mother's gone. And you're now mm. like, right, what do I do? Mm. And one of the biggest things that I found most challenging is making decisions for myself. It's like I'm waiting for someone to tell me, you're going to do this. This is what you're going to do. Because I've been so used to being told that. Yeah. So before when I used to see a lot of athletes have come through our, our program and failed very quickly. Mm. Very, very, very quickly. Mm. Then, when I mean very quickly, flash, mm. bam, bam, out. That they quick, come quick, quick. Other injuries, they can't hack it. The training's way too, 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 too intense for them. Just, I've just seen people come and go from that place. Mm. I've seen them. Yeah. I come in and I'm just like, well, we'll see. We will see. And some of them don't last. Mm. Because in there is rigorous. It's brutal. It's it. intense. I've seen it. It's mad. Yeah. So if you are not mentally programmed and you don't have that desire, mm. you don't belong there. You do not belong there. Because if you're just coming in to wear the t-shirt... And wear the tracksuit and take photos. I'm like saying I'm on the team. Yeah. Bro, you're going to be out of there as quickly as possible than you can think. Yeah, I've, I've, I've spoke to Gary uh, once or twice, who's who's the the head of the GB Taekwondo system here. Mm. 
He's a no bullshit guy, isn't he? He does not fuck around. Gary's all about business and making yeah. results. Yeah. This is why I respect the guy. Yeah. This this guy is like for me, the best in the game. He is the best in the game. Mm. He took Taekwondo to where it is today. Mm. It doesn't matter how many people hate the guy for the decision he's make. I do not give a fuck. I will back that guy to the end of the world mm. because he has elevated our game to where it is. And yeah. credit to him. And I hope he sees this podcast and I'm like, you're fucking boss, Gary. <laughs> but he has took it from nothing mm. yeah. to get into the budget to where it is. Mm. So if there's anyone out there that knows the game on how to be able to to structure a team. It's him. It's him. Yep, absolutely. He can go to any field today and you'll absolutely smash it. Yep. Because he has a brain for it. And this and he, and, 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 for, and and for any athletes that he brings in, he knows whether they're gonna be good or not. Mm. He'll give you he'll give you the time. Yeah. And he'll also allow you to be able to flourish. Yeah. But he knows whether if you're gonna be good or not. Mm. And he knows whether if you're in it or not. Mm. And he can see it for miles away. Mm. Fucking smell it even. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me I think it's very important that um when you have such a structure uh, or, or, or somebody who has that mind frame and who knows I can be able to sense it out from a word go, it's going to flourish. You're going to always try and find talent every single time, always working. And that's what he's done. And he's changed the game. He's changed the game completely from the face of the world because we went from trying to find talent within our Taekwondo system to finding talent outside of Taekwondo system. So we went for uh, like kickboxes yeah. and, 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 and those who've done uh, karate and all those who've done diff different martial art yeah. to, tra to, uh, to transfer them and become Taekwondo athletes. Mm -hmm. And some of them become successful. Mm -hmm. so, so for that alone, I mean, credit due what he's due. I mean, yeah. he, he's, he, he's done well. Do you know what I mean? He's done well to be able to get it to where it is. I can only speak of my experience with him and, and my experience ends, starts and ends with, with film. And um, I remember when, when he approached he asked through the channels, can I meet? Do you remember before you guys left for, was it Tokyo 2021? Yeah. Mm. Before you guys left, they needed a montage making to kind of hype up the athletes mm -hmm. and to show them for the left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and my sister had arranged a 30 minute meeting and she told me, you're going to like this guy. He's, he, he doesn't fuck about with his words. <laughs> He's straight to the point. I've given you half an hour. And I'm like, half an hour? I need to know. I need a brief. I need to know what I'm working with. And, and she said, trust me, Gary's exactly like you. He won't, he won't mince his words. He'll, he'll tell you exactly what he needs and you'll be done. We were, on, we were on the call for like 10 minutes max. Yeah. And he said, thank you. I like you. You're straight wow. to the point. You don't mess about. And I said, I, likewise, I appreciate that, that kind of upfront <laughs> talk. Um, we didn't speak after that. I got the video done, sent off. You guys watched it, and he texted me saying thank you. It was good. And then I ended up doing a few others after that. But um, yeah, he's, he's he doesn't mess about. Doesn't gets on to the money. Yeah. I mean, he just only knows what he wants. He has clarity. He has vision. I am gonna try and get him on here at some point. I'm gonna say we need to sit down and talk because I need to. May get him. May get. May get him on. I don't. I don't know how much he loves doing podcasts, but yeah. But I definitely need to get him on. Doing it's that it. mindset that he has. That needs to be out there a bit more. A hundred percent. He's one of he's, he's he, he he has the eye mm. uh, to be able to seek out and uh, 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 talent and and I know what a program looks like. It's pre precision focus. Hundred percent. And, and you know what? Some of the some of the decision that he makes, not everybody's going to agree to it, mm. and there's going to be a lot of hate around it. Mm. But but listen, he 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 yeah, he's taking it to mm. to where it's supposed mm. to be. Mm. I mean, and for anyone who's going to come after him, that's a tall, yeah. 
full tally to be able to yeah. reach. Trust yeah. me. Uh, yeah. But but then again, we're hoping he's going to stay in the game as long as possible and be able to make a thrive. He seems like a workaholic. I can't see him stopping. I can only go off my my you know two or three uh, uh, teams meetings that we've had. He seems like a guy who's game and doesn't stop. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's gonna. I think if if anything, he's gonna. Obviously, he's gonna stop at one point, uh, but we just don't know when. Um, yeah, I can see that but, man with crazy. Yeah, but he stuff. loves. But he does. He does love his job. Uh, but then he has been in the game for a long time. Obviously, he's gonna want to retire at one point. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So I think I, I think I think is. I think the question is 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 how long has he still got within him to carry on? Because yeah. obviously, it does take a toll on you when you've been in such a game for such a long time. Uh, I mean, we're talking about. We're talking the. We're talking since. Uh, since year two thousand, until now. So, uh, do you know what I mean? And he took it. And he and he and he took it from having a budget of forty k. Yeah. To where it is today. Madness. Do you know what I mean? And to be a DJ down in Stoke on Trent. I know. You know, and 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 leave that and and start this and and run with the shit as as long as as hard as he's been running. That's. That was crazy, right? Respect. Those are the kind of minds I want to. You know, sit down and, and interact with definitely because you are the company that you keep around you, and, I agree. And, and just to have someone like that on your roster must be mad, mate. I think if anything, he can go to any field, mm. any field with that work ethic, absolutely 100%. 100%. He can definitely go anywhere. What's uh, what's on the horizon for Cho now? Then, what's what's next? Where, where, did, where do you see Cho going in the next? Well, five to ten years. I hope we see more of you in Manchester. You know, you're always welcome anytime you pop. Well, up. well, the thing is that being going to Dubai, I love Dubai. Mm. I love it there just simply, simply because one, the culture, the religion. Yeah. The. Um, Cheers, buddy. The religion, the people. Um, but to live out there, you gotta have a good situation. So, so I'm projecting to be able to have my own facility out in Dubai. Is that, is that where you want to be back in Dubai? I want to be there. You want to build something? Yeah, up. I want to build something up there. And um, I want to be able to, you know. Uh, Can I have one of the brownies? Yeah, absolutely. There you it's not go. good. I've not, actually, I've not had a chance to go. Actually, really yet. good. Actually, quite nice. And um, so, hopefully, what I want to do is to be able to go out and, and have my, my own facility there. Um, and. Um, so, so we'll, we'll probably see how that can be able to run because there is a lot of opportunity out there. So recently, I've, I've, well, I said recently, I've had the program being made for such a long period of time. It's called the Olympic Experience. Mm. And the Olympic Experience just literally projects in, in regarding to helping, um, shall we say, um, schools, um, education system, mm. community centres, mm. and also the corporate world. Um, so utilising the effect of what Taekwondo can do for them. Um, like I said to you, Taekwondo is not all just about kicking and punching. There's so much more to it. Mm. So the skill set that we learn can transfer to all of these people. Yeah. Um, and you probably some people will probably ask the question, how can it work towards those who are corporate companies? I mean, if you look at the likes of or the like, but I mean the 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 similarities between athletes and, and and corporate companies, you will you will see there's a lot of similarity. I mean you, I mean you have a team. We also have a team. You have work colleagues. We also have work colleagues. Uh, your work colleagues push you to be the best. Our work colleagues, we kick them in the head. Mm. Um, we do that on a regular basis. Your results probably to get sales. Our results to get medals on the table. Yeah. Um, so your mentality of being able to achieve 
or being able to be the greatest probably salesperson or whatever in the field that you are must take some kind of mental strength to be able to get there. Mm. Same goes for us. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, our, our pinnacle of achievement is to be able to, you know, medal, medal uh, be Olympic champion. Uh, for those who are in corporate companies to be able to make the business the, most, the, be, the best business in the world or the yeah. most successful business yeah. in the world. So there is a, a, an objective on both sides. Mm. And when you cross-check uh, uh, mindset-wise and day-to-day how to be and how to motivate yourself, you will find that you can be able to inject some cap of advice towards those people to keep going, mm. especially if it's coming from an elite athlete, yeah. especially if it's coming from an Olympic athlete even. Mm. Mm. Um, that, that for them is like a buzz for mm. them. Mm. Also tend to make a program to tailor for them and being able to inject Taekwondo into them for them to be able to try something new. So as well we can be time. seeing uh, the Dubai national international team. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd, if they do have a national team, um, yes, I would definitely would love to jump onto the idea. Um, I definitely think there is a talent out there. I've seen it when I went out there. Mm. Um, they just need to be able to have a little bit of managerial structure system out there, um, and, and and make it work. So. Um, so yeah, so we'll probably see what's what's doable, what's possible. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see what we we'll see what that takes us. Do you not think it's just a city like just built on steroids though? It's just it's like everything's just over the top. It is built on steroids. I mean, it's. I think people go out there because of that. It's it's uh, it's eye catching. Mm. Um, it, it sells an appeal um, of of what life could look like. Mm. Um, for me, the lifestyle and the religion is the two things, mm. and the safety of the kids and yeah, the women yeah. as well are yeah, one of the yeah. biggest as well. So um, when I've been when I grew up somewhere and I'm seeing the education system how it is, don't agree with everything that they 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 are selling to our youngsters Agreed. and the safety of our women as well at the same time. Mm. Obviously, I'm always thinking about the aspect of my own family. Yeah. Um, sure. So so for me, this is probably why I chose that. That, that area uh, simply because I know what it can be like for business and what it can be like for my, my future wife and kids um, so this is why I said it's probably the best way the best place to be able to be um, and, and live out there so so yeah so we'll see in due time um, how it's gonna go but Saudi's growing as well at the same time uh, growing, growing rapidly their business are booming they're changing, the they're changing a lot out there as well uh, Riyadh is becoming a familiar spot for people to go to, which was unheard of. You know, what I mean, not a lot of people knew about that place, and then they're just growing it back, they're just growing the place up again, and mm-hmm. people love it when they go out there. Yeah. Because um, historically, it's always got bad rep, you know, human rights and this and that. But now it's not. They're changing and adapting to the world today, and that's what I love about the the how the culture is kind of growing to become into society. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they still got their own culture and belief yeah. and so on, whatnot. Yeah. And um, it looks like Jeddah is going to be the next place. Yeah. We've got the we got the 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 Anthony Joshua and Usyk fight that's going to be held. It's going to it's going to be in August. Yeah, uh, that's going to be held in Jeddah. Uh, Who have you got for that? I really want Anthony to win. Same. Yeah, I really want him to win. I just like I just like I just like a good comeback from somebody yeah. who you know because you when you get beaten and you come back you prove yourself. Yeah. And I and I love these people. Reason being is because they are digging deep now, mentally challenging even more more than more than ever. Especially when you lose a title, all you want is regain it. And all you're going to be doing is thinking about how to be able to regain nice. it. What do you need to do to regain it? And that's what's going to be going through his mind. And I know Anthony is somebody who's mentally strong. Um, and I know that he can be able to captivate uh, the momentum that he needs to be able to do because he did it before. So, yeah, um, yes, so, absolutely, so yes. I think, so I think yeah. that confidence is going to be there as well. 
and with a new trainer as well at the same time I think skill sets is going to be well matched um, come, come August was it not just heartbreaking watching that last fight and watching it slowly just slip out of the yeah oh. do you know what I think I think it's a good lesson because you've been through a different calibre of, of shall we say uh, uh, boxers and that's probably what he needs mm. like, we heard him say like a lot that he's still learning do you know what yeah. I mean? Every fight he fights, he's still learning. And he still comes across as humble. Always, always. Obviously, he's not somebody that loves to lose. He wants to, win. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to win everything. But, but the point of fact is, it's like, it's, he's always bouncing back, whatever yeah. happens. You yeah. know what I mean? He wins, he wins humbly, keeps going forward, he loses, accepts it, and then comes back yeah. again. Yeah. And, and, and I would like him just to be able just to finish up um, this one here and just be like, yeah, I am the greatest. Uh, of all time there still might be time for the Joshua and Fury fight I'm not sure you know do you think Fury's open to exhibitions he did say yeah, he he's, fight, to... he's fighting Francis Ngannou next year yeah he just wants to make money it doesn't get more crazy than that I mean yeah, he Francis just... Ngannou have you seen that guy when he hits he's scary scary man right there but he's boxing that's true. That's true. But there's boxing. The there's UFC and there's boxing. It's two That's different things. Yeah. So I think those who are watching UFC and boxing, when you go into the boxing world, it's a different mentality, mm. different stamina level as well. Mm. The tenacity is different. I reckon, uh, sorry, go on. Go on. Saying. Go on. You're saying. I was gonna say. I just. I see Ngannou giving Fury a difficult four to five rounds. Four rounds, maybe, because I've seen Ngannou's um, stamina Not in even. his fights. You reckon? But I love Ngannou, but he's a bru- he's he's a brawler. Mm. If there's not, if it's just punching, you're gonna get out punched by a boxer. Yeah. You're coming into a boxer's ring mm. to show that, that you can box. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that what McGregor did with? Uh, exactly. With it, it's not going to work. It's a it's a publicity stunt. They're there to make money. Yeah. And he looks good on contract for people to see, which is great. Sometimes I need to see other, other, other background being able to, uh, being able to to bout. Yeah. I, I like it, but you got at the end of the day, as a martial artist, um, when you go to another person's world, yeah, I mean it's it's unknown territory mm. in a short space of time. It's not like if you've been learning the sport. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you learn to be able to punch people in a different format than what boxers have. Four ounce gloves versus. Exactly. And you've got boxers who have been doing that since they were a baby. Mm. If you take boxers and tell them to go and do UFC, they're not going to know what the fuck all to do. Mm. They get absolutely mm. fucked up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So coming into their world, yeah, it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely, uh, 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 there's, there's a disadvantage straight away. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong, I don't see any version of that of that fight where Fury does not win. There is no way Fury does not oh, win. Oh, yeah. But I see Ngannou being a bull for the first couple oh, yeah. rounds. He'll come out and probably give it his, his best. And he'll just cast out. Yeah, yeah, he'll pass out. I mean, I mean, I mean, we, yeah, we've seen it numerous, well, we've seen it already. Yeah. So, um, so I, I just not going to be any difference here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, I mean, he's strong, he's a beast. Yes, he does put people to sleep. Oh is scary. But it's like he doesn't even put them to sleep. He sends them into different orbits. Yeah. It's like it's like they've taken psychedelics and just <laughs> they're in a different universe. Possibly. Like, yeah, it's true. Did you see when he hit uh, Alistair Overeem? Man, the toes were curled up and his his chin was like not moving and you know the shaking. I was like, yeah. shit, that that looks like that's that that's the damage. that's that African football's eating, isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, brother. These food that we're talking about, they're strong, you know. We're not digesting to your bloodstream. That is it. I'm telling you. See, the thing is, 
we said that my dad used to say that that we're heavy bone that we're not heavy we're not we're not heavyweight we're heavy bone yeah and i'm i keep kind of understand that even till today like what do you mean we're heavy bone like mm. what, what do you mm. mean we're heavy bro we mm. eat food that's heavy mm. he's like saying no we're heavy bone simply because of that breastfeeding that we had it's in the blood it's in the blood um, yeah. and then and then i'm trying to understand like so what are you trying to say so if you breastfeed you just become heavy bone that's what you're saying and and to the point even told that i still don't get it do you know what i mean but i know in our family we're taught mm. um what's going on my cousins are all taught mm. and my great granddad you know exactly show it yourself yeah my great granddad <laughs> my great granddad that to come through this door you have to bend down Wow. Come through your your to come through your your front room. Yeah. And not your, uh, uh, your, the, main the main door. He has to yeah. bend his head down to get in. Wow. That's how tall he was. Wow. And that gene runs through. Mm. My little brother's only fifteen years old. Mm. Hundred and thirty kilos. Fifteen years old. Wow. Hundred thirty kilos. Six foot four. <whistles> Size sixteen shoes. Wow. Are you guys not gonna put him in? Listen, I want to put him in all sorts of sports, oh. but. Is he not? Is he not feeling it? Nah, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Now's the time. If I was, listen, I'll be his agent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I will try him out in every single sport. But, but yeah, parents are just protective. You know, he's I a kid still, yeah. still growing yeah. up. And I, I understand that. Yeah, and I get it. I totally, I totally understand. But it's just that for his height and built, there's so much he can do with it. Mm. And he's, he's growing into it. I mean, just recently he got, he got selected to go for a club to do shot put. Because I know he's strong or throwing doing the shot put, so we'll see where that goes. But he's trying different things. But I'm just hoping that height and build stays there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As he's growing up, because there's so much you can do with that. So so much you can do with He'd that. He'd be a natural heavyweight in yeah. any kind of combat sport. A hundred percent. A hundred. A hundred percent. But at the same time, I don't think he likes taekwondo. So. Um, there's loads of other avenues. I know. Now there's so much things. I was, I was even saying put him into judo. Yeah. Because he can pick me up. Well. He can pick me up. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm 109 kilos. Mm. So if, the, if he can pick me up at 15, yeah. I'm like, bro, it's come on. going to get better from that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so, well, so I'm hoping but uh, that he's going to be able to choose something that's going to be able to cater for Are him. You guys just bred to be killers. It's like, our family. You just bred to be like machines. It's our, it's our, it's our great granddad. <laughs> it's, it's our great granddad's genes. Um, and it's kind of... It's, 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 it's kind of one of those that when you see my cousins and all of that, we're all just giants. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm probably seen a short in our family, mm. um, which is quite funny. And and now me and my brother were taller than my dad, mm. and Yasin's the tallest out of all of one, and he's fifteen. Um, it's quite funny to see that like, we're his kids and we're taller than him. Mm. So my dad does not like us like standing over him when we're <laughs> yeah. speaking to him and stuff like that. That he doesn't that he absolutely say we've got to sit down and speak to him. Yeah. So it's that culture, cultural respect, and it. You just yeah. gotta lower yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you find, you find your elders and that. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's because of the height. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> That's mad. Um, so, what is is marriage on the horizon for you very soon? Or I'm, I'm, I listen. Um, newly divorced. Um, Take your time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you're gonna formulate see what's possible um obviously i'm not saying no to the idea um i think the i think the most important for me is to being able to find that right person yeah that's um, a difficult part i think that's a difficult part more than anything else somebody yeah. who has the same ideas and thoughts as you yeah um so really and truly there's not nothing to rush into mm. um so yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll see 
We'll definitely, definitely see. The problem is um, when you're actually in the process and you know you want to get married and stuff. Everyone's going to tell you what they think you want to hear, and you yeah, don't yeah. You, you don't realize until yeah, it's true. You know, the honeymoon period's over. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm seeing words and phrases being thrown about now that mm-hmm. weren't here before. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing an attitude shift. I'm mm-hmm. seeing you know. I definitely, I agree. I totally agree. Like, if if anything, like I think, I know that um, I'm somebody that gives everything. Do you know what I mean? From the word go, I don't hold back. Mm. Um, so providing is like I'm providing for the to the fullest. There's yeah. no um, half and half shit going on. Mm. Um, I mm. think if anything, uh, 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 kind of saw my dad taking care of business. Uh, majority of the time yeah um so in that in in that sense it's kind of just passed on off you gotta do your chores that's your responsibility to take care of your Mm. wife and kids Mm. um so um so i now got to understanding where people were told me that i probably they'll take advantage um so now i'm i'm weary of that but i'm just like why should i change as a person i said this is who i am Mm. i said because if i start thinking Oh, they're gonna take advantage. Then I'm gonna do bare minimum. Is that like a paranoia you know thing? I mean? It is a little bit to a certain yeah. extent because, because I'm just kind of because I'm getting to a point where I'm thinking, yeah, you probably they're probably right, but I don't want to be that person. Do you know what I mean? If I'm doing it, then it's, then just do it, just do it like an act of worship. Then, mm. do you know what I mean? And if they take advantage, then so be it. But at least you did it like an act of worship. That's good do you know what I mean? And I think then that way you'll get reward for the the thing that you did more mm. than anything else, mm. and then you won't feel betrayed. Or you won't feel like, like they owe you something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But that's what I felt. Cause that's kind of like what I felt like in my last one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Giving everything, um, and then to the point, get to the point when I'm thinking oh, I can't get what I want because hoping to get what I want from that person, and not getting. I'm just feeling like it's felt kind of disappointed. It's kind of felt like for nothing really. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but do you think that was maybe an imbalance because you were doing everything you thought? you know you should be doing and you didn't feel like you were getting what what you needed out of it yeah Yeah, but but that's the thing though because in my mind frame i'm looking at the end goal Mm. that's what i'm looking at Mm. i'm looking at the end goal and the end goal is to be able to be like chilled Mm. like you we all want that do you know what i mean we all want the the happy life yeah yeah kids and that's and that's what i was looking at even though i knew that it wasn't quite there yet and Mm. i knew it's going to take time to get there Mm. but i was willing to work through it do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was willing to work through it and then see where it takes us. But when it matter the fact that, that it didn't, then it got to the point where... The Dean thing's are no compromise, though. Absolutely. For me, for me, I couldn't compromise That's that. That's where it should be. Yeah, That's I couldn't compromise that. But the thing is, I was compromising because I was hoping for it to change over the course of time. Mm-hmm. But until I realised, uh, you know, that my ex-partner uh, uh, was not was not for her, yeah. then I was just like, i got to respect that. Yeah. But the matter the fact that even though I gotta respect that, I know that I can't be with her, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she's there's things that she wants, uh, yeah. more than anything else. Um, probably there's other things I can be able to understand. There's probably things I can be able to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like the biggest, the biggest point of it all. Mm-hmm. But the matter the thing is, is that this all when I mean, it all happened during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Like all of that happened during Ramadan, and for me. I think it was like the biggest thing because I, because I kind of felt alone in doing that and going I was through it all. going through it all and the matter of, and the matter of fact that they came to me, mm. like the answer came to me yeah. where I was 
probably weren't looking for. But then as soon as I heard that, then I was just like, yeah, I mean, gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. Gotta take it. I'm gonna be able just to move on mm. from it more than anything else. It's shit. Yeah. Obviously, it's shit because when you've done that many years with somebody, you obviously want to be able to, you know, see it through now because you've yeah. gone through that stage of like, after oh, oh, five years now, you're like, yo, another five, and you maybe got two, three babies on the line. Do you know what I mean? This is where you're, you started like, this is where life start formulating. Do you mm. know what I mean? More than anything else. But when it got to that stage for such a, like you had it for such a long period of time, then then you're kind of like, okay, you kind of seen the mistake that you made. Do you know what I mean? Because I've seen the mistake I made. Mm-hmm. I've got to understand that now. And then now I can be able to say, for this next person, I need to be absolutely clear. I need to be, be understanding between both of us to know what we both want, where we're both going, yeah. where we both want to be, yeah. what's our plan, what's our goals, and all of this malarkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important to have that communication because I mean, even when you do have that communication at the beginning, you both might probably be like, yeah, we want the same thing, but it, but, but it might change over the yeah. course of time. So so that you got to be prepared for it. But then again, it gets to a point where you have to reassure that person every time, when, I mean, every now and then to start that conversation. So you're both clear. Mm. And um, But for me, I understood that because I was an athlete. I wasn't focused on that. Do you know what I mean? I was focused on going to Olympic Games. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't an importance then. The importance to being able to actually see a little bit of the faith inside the household mm-hmm. and being able to do what I need to do to buy time. And then once the Olympics finish, now I'm in deep thinking. Now I'm thinking about my household. It's kind of a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is why I kind of blame myself in the idea of where that took me. Um, even though we are compatible, definitely compatible yeah sorry yeah I'm we, sorry. we are we are definitely compatible um but it's just the the one thing that i need. i need and yeah. i wanted more than anything else and that was it really fair enough so for people who if there are you know want to get in contact with you want to ask you silly questions <laughs> how can they how can they find you so they can dm me um, which are normally so my Instagram is Chotime TKD Chotime TKD do you have Twitter or any of that other malarkey all that social stuff? my Twitter been blocked for some reason I don't <laughs> what know did you do I don't know <laughs> I do not know I went away for a bit and came back trying to log in and it won't let me I think Elon Musk came in and changed up the whole thing <laughs> he's not a fan of yours is no, he I don't, I don't know maybe he doesn't like me I don't know but, um, but I tried logging in and I couldn't log in but the funny thing is I was getting these text messages, trying to, someone trying to log into my system. Mm. So I was getting these text messages and I'm like, well, it's not me. Mm. Um, and then and then I asked someone, can you just check my Twitter account to see whether if anything has been put on there and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And they all said, no, right now, what if you go into my Twitter account on your phone, mm. all you will see, actually, let me see if it pops up here. All you will see is my last one was, I think it was saying Ramadan Mubarak, mm. which is quite funny. Like that's like the last thing that was in, in my Twitter account. I'm just gonna probably I'm just gonna pop in there and just see like whether if it is that real quickly. Absolutely, do because it because it is. I'm gonna chose Twitter. Let's see real quickly. Chose. It's mad that you can't see it as yourself. You have to see it as it's a guest. It for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my Twitter account. That's mad, isn't it? That's like pop or mad. Chose Twitter. Now I've got to put show time because I. So. So here I am. Mm. 
What's the last one? So here I am, and my last one is Ramadan Mubarak. Wow. How much has life changed since then? Well, I'm jobless, ain't got a wife, and I'm sat here talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get much worse than that. So that's so that's where that's where it lasts. Well I did get to see I did get to see uh, Liverpool win um uh, the Carling Cup. Mm. Uh, the Carball Cup they call it now. Uh so yeah, so yeah, but since then couldn't log into my Twitter. So Elon, if you can see this message, can you please help me to kinda of log into <laughs> my Twitter account so I can go back to tweeting and don't worry I'll say some nice stuff about you <laughs> if you let me back in. I just don't know what's going on, but yeah. And I wouldn't mind uh a Tesla, like yeah, I wouldn't mind a Tesla as well. I haven't got a license, but I wouldn't mind one. Yeah, I definitely will, will definitely love a Tesla if if you want to throw one my way, and hopefully we'll get you onto this podcast. Well, well I don't know about that. About that. Just, there's something about the way the man speaks. I just find it really annoying. And really? Like, nah, mate, you're not coming in my house. Do you know what? Did you watch his documentary on Netflix? Yeah. And what did you think of it? Don't get me wrong. The man is the man's really out there, mm. um, but. I think it's difficult to be able to, how can I put this in a politically correct way for mm. our world right now? Uh, pull it, just pull it out, mate. Pull it out. He's, um, you know... Go on, say it. He's not just come from out of nowhere mm. and kind of had everything, mm. you know? He comes from diamond mines in, mm. in, in, in you know... A rich family. A very rich family. His mm. brother, notoriously, is an asshole who... Um, around the time of COVID, uh, took furlough payments, but fired all his staff from his restaurants and stuff, and a lot going on. Um, So if you're that capitalist and that money-driven to the point where human life no longer means any... You know, you're talking single mothers and stuff being left out to dry, and it's not like it is over here, over over in the US, where we were looked after. Mm. You know, a lot of people were sorted out and, and helped... Not them guys over there, mm, you know. So yeah, I, I think that's low, man. Yeah. I think that's low, especially when you're one of the richest people or one of the richest families on planet Earth. You know, your profile is, and to to treat people like shit is just it's yeah, not on, man. It's not on, yeah, it's but not then, on. you know what the rich people say, isn't it? To stay rich, you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta what, to stay rich, you gotta carry on with the same process of meaning that even though you have to hurt a couple of people you've got to carry on doing that and that's the mentality of being rich isn't it so I think they, they don't care about the consequences as long as they're making money some things are just worth more than money oh I totally agree I, to- I totally agree but that's the mentality and mindset they've got yeah. now don't forget me wrong I'm not saying this I'm, I'm trying to formulate my words just get it out just get it out it's wrong what they did yeah but the mentality is so superior to a lot of people. Mm. They're driven by something. Yeah. And they'll do whatever it takes to be able to make it happen. Mm. And they don't care who they're, who they're hurt along the process. Mm. Just as long as they get to the destination. Mm. Right? Yeah. Now, to have that mentality, where do you think that's come from? Greed. And what else? Shaitan. Okay. And what else? Pure greed. Okay. You said that twice. Capitalism. Capitalism. What else? You're forgetting the fundamental. Where do you think they learned that from? If you want my honest answer, I think he's got it from his ancestors back where they come from and how they treated the slaves in the mines. Okay, and the ancestors, where did that grow into? Where did that grow into? Yeah, the ancestors. 
the so answer- you're talking about the, an- the ancestors. If mm. they've got that mentality, mm. who taught them that? The people who colonised. Yeah, the people who were colonised, but who's the first source of education? The parents. Yeah. The parents are the first source of education, so they've been breathed in such ways. Mm. Not to mm. give a shit. Not to give a shit. So if they're grown up to be that person, and we're not saying all parents probably teach the, pe- the kids to be in such a way some of them, because some of these people came, turned out to be murderers and mm. parents didn't teach them that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Society probably brought them up in such ways. Mm. But when you look at a lot of people, you will see that parents are the people who make these kids. Mm. They're the one that teach them education. Yeah. We, say, we, we say in our world of sport, it is parents who makes the athlete. Mm. Why? Because from such a young age, they're taking you to training, they're forcing you in. When you're tired, you're going anywhere. Mm. And when it's competition and whatever, they're there, they're taking pushing you, you pushing and then you, you to the competition. Exactly. And your program to now be like, oh, I've got to do this now to the best of my ability, to the mm. point now you are craving for it. You want success much more mm. because they they kind of pushed you into yeah. that. Yeah. So it is the parents who makes athletes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You could have that talent, but it's the parents who makes athletes, it's the parents who makes duels of where you go and who you become. Mm. So mm. if those people that we're talking about today who are money-driven, who don't give a fuck about people's life, livelihood apart from their own, then they're going to have to learn that from somewhere. Mm. That is how I see it. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you. My dad is strict. Mm. When I mean strict, he was strict with us. And today when I see him with my little brother... He's the softest person you'll ever see. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So my little brother is smart. Mm. Very, very clever. I'm probably one of the, probably, probably the cleverest person that we probably had in our family tree. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, sir. I'll definitely have a brownie. And he's probably the smartest person that we have, we had. He's clever. Clever, clever, clever. But he's got that teenage attitude mm. where he answers back to his parents and whatnot. That's do you know what I mean? Do. That's something I could never do growing up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it gets to a point where I knew it was like, you shut your mouth, you don't have eye contact, you keep your head down, mm, mm. and you listen. Do you know what I mean? That is what it was like for us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it took time for us to get our eyes off the ground to now start looking at people and be like, we're adults now, we're not kids anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But him, he doesn't have that education. Mm. He's been brought up here in this country. Mm. So he has a whole different stream of understanding things. Mm. So when you have that type of education, you grow up and you tend to be this person that your parents has taught you now we had beats when we was growing up yeah we had the belts when yeah. we was growing up yeah. do you know what i mean we was getting a new kid when we was growing up yeah now he's not getting none of that yeah do you know what i'm saying like my 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 parents was hitting us our uncles and aunties were hitting us mm. at school we was getting hit yeah we was getting hit everywhere we go yeah sometimes these sometimes these pe- these people was tagging in each other they'll tag me in tag me in they were tagging each other to get to lick us and that is what it was like for us growing up so when we had that type of upbringing yeah and you're seeing i want to call them privileged kids yeah because they are mm. um you kind of got to a point you'll be like that's going to be their education. Mm. That's going to be their upbringing. Mm. That's going to be their understanding of society mm. today. Mm. So, so anything goes. Sometimes it's that if it's not too severe as a punishment, they probably think oh, I can get away with certain things mm. to certain extents. Mm. Yeah. So I do ask that question. Do we hit our kids or not? Do we actually, can we be able to punish them to certain extents where they understand that this is wrong? And this is a, these are the consequences. Mm. Because nowadays today, kids are growing up and they're doing things that they should not be doing. Mm. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So with that fact, matter the fact, I do ask myself that question because I was brought up differently. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to hit my children. Mm. I'm not saying I'm going to be able to do what my dad did to us mm. or, or, what, or what our uncles and aunties done to us. But I'm just saying, do we do that? you done us some good. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, done us some good. And I deserve some of those beats. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I actually deserve some of those beats. I need, and it was needed. Do you know what I mean? We knew what the consequence was if we done wrong. Mm. We knew straight away. Mm. So there was no crossing that barrier. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You take your foot over there. Yeah, yeah. bruv. Yeah. That's waiting. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that is literally the understanding that we had growing up. And, and, and for us, it was that. So now I ask myself, if I have kids, what am I going to do to be able to educate them? What's going to be my punishment? Mm. Do you know what I mean? What am I going to be able to make them understand what's wrong, what's right? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I formulated two worlds of speaking mm. and beats. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to remix that somehow. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And if I remix, the, if I remix that, there ain't going to be no beats in it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's going to be a remix where it's going to be like, don't do that. Yeah. I said, don't do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to be like raising my voice to the point where I'm going to have to start threatening them. I will beat you, you know, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to do it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's probably the remix of mm. actual doing it itself. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so sometimes I actually joke, I joke, I joke with my boys. Um, and, and sometimes some, some of my friends are girls as well. And we, we talk about like our kids, like how we can be able to um, like educate them. Cause we, majority of us had that, all of, majority of my friends are now, we had beats yeah. growing up. Yeah. And some of and some of them were like, yeah, we're going to have to talk to them and whatnot. And I joke and I said to them, I'm going to back kick my kids. <laughs> I said, I'm going to absolutely back kick them. I said, they're going to get Taekwondo style beats. I said, this is what they're getting. Now I said that as a joke, obviously yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to obviously do that, but I'm just going through the fathom of like, is it necessary like to beat your kids nowadays? Can you be able to educate them just by speaking to them? Can you be able to educate them in a different format? Do you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm sure if I call my dad in here. Yeah, he's going to definitely jump on the beat. <laughs> jump on the beat. Yeah, he'll jump on the beat immediately. Straight away. Like I should have beat both my sons as much as I could have. <laughs> yeah, they'll be getting some beats in there. 100%. 100%. percent start throwing them chuppels around in <laughs> You might get one as a ricochet, you know what I mean? Ah. Just as a callback to your younger days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously though. Yeah, seriously. I don't, what do you think? Would you, do you think, like... It's difficult, because, like, I'll... I'll look at my son, mm. and he'll do something wrong, and he, even at this baby age, he'll know that he's doing something wrong, mm. and I'm telling him not to do it, he'll look at me and he'll smile as he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what happens, I can't bring myself to, to you know, discipline him. That, that's his mum's job. His mum's going to... You know, I'm sorry... You know, she's gonna have to take the take the reins on that. Um, it's a difficult task. That is fun, bro. I love her for it, but I just I don't think I can do that. Oh, that is that is funny. <laughs> I say he's looking at you smiling while he's doing it. He's only one years old. He, he's a year old, and um, he's he's start he's learned the other day how to climb up the stairs. Okay. A bit of fluff. I'm following him and I'm watching him. Mm. And I said, do not touch that fluff. Mm. Don't go near it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's grabbed it and he's looking at it. I'm like. Don't, don't do it. And he's slowly putting his mouth and as it's halfway, he looked at me and he smiled. He's like, like, what are you doing? So so he basically knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Today's youngsters, they're growing up a lot quicker. They're they're testing the water from a young age. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, And they are growing a hell of a lot. Mate, we got, 
We've got kids knowing how to manipulate iPads and phones. Yeah, yeah. And they're babies. And Do I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm crazy over overprotective mm. with, with my son. I won't let him go to certain family members' houses because I don't want him to be in that environment around, you know, yeah. a certain kind of thinking or an environment where people just talk about each other and that kind of stuff. Mm. And, and, and sometimes... To my own detriment, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll create a bad relationship with someone because I don't want them, I don't want to bring them into the safe zone with me. Mm. Uh, I hear that. Wife, child. I hear that. You know, family, mom, I, dad. Nah, you gotta do that sometimes. You have to. You gotta you do have that sometimes. You to do that now. You gotta, you gotta really do that sometimes. I think, I think it's important. I think it's very, very important uh, to be able to, yeah, definitely, 100%. I don't, this, this is what brings me back to environment. That's this is what I'm talking about. It's a big factor for yeah. me, absolutely big factor. Because I'm I'm all I'm all for what education we're gonna give them. Mm. I'm all for what school they're gonna be going to. Yeah, and I'm all for it, and and I work bloody hard to make sure that they get the best education. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that and that's and that's what that's what I want to be able to provide. Mm. And if that means they're gonna be able to get somewhere else in another country where I know it's gonna be ten times better. Dubai. That's, that's why I said, it, yeah. That makes sense. And that is my, that's my reasoning behind it. I know, one, I'm going to love it there. Two, my wife's going to absolutely adore it over there. Mm-hmm. And plus, being somebody saying, for instance, if, if she's a hijabi, it's a world that she's going to be able to be comfortable in. Unaccepted. Then accepted over there yeah. as well at the same yeah. time. And then, and then plus the education for, for the kids is going to be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And plus, who knows, if I want a second wife, she'll probably accept that as well. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that was that, that. Do you know what? While I was in Dubai, right? Sometimes I used to guess whether if it's a second wife or not, because some of these, because seriously, because some of these, some of these men, I was like seeing. I saw one man in the mall, and and there was two women, and he was holding their hand, both of them like that. Right. He's the middle man. Yeah. And both of them, he jabbed up two women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All you can see is the eye, mm. and they're both pulling. They're both pulling him towards the shop that they want to go to. Wives. Do you Wives. know what I mean? But then I was thinking maybe might be one might be might be the the mom. Might one might be the daughter. But then when mm. I looked, but then when I looked, they're both same height. Mm. And by looking at the eyes, I'm thinking they're same old enough to be yeah. wives. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And then when I saw when I saw that imagery right there, I was like, you're the man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you oh, what I found really funny when I when I went over there um, f- for the first time. Um, I remember being at the airport here, and you know, getting all the security checked, the search, the everything, and, and thinking, oh, fuck, it's, just, it's part of the process. We look the way we do. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not my hill to die on, so just mm. go with it. Smile, say, you know, do all the niceties, thank you, sir, all that bollocks. Yeah. Then you go through security here. You get on the flight. You reach over there, mm. and it's the complete opposite. Oh. We get in there. Yeah, you know, the, no, smiles, the smiles, handshakes, the shake, and, yeah. and it's the people that that, that are not like you know, mm. Mm. that are not you know accustomed to them people over there. Yeah. They're the ones that are getting stopped, mm-hmm. checked, and screwed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is mad. We're, we're in, we're in the complete opposite. It's opposite. Yeah, that's here. what it is. It's mad. That was literally that's that is that that's that's what it is. Here's a question though. Go on. What's your thought on the idea of having a second, third, and fourth wife? My wife's probably gonna watch this. I love you very much. <laughs> I do not, I'm never doing that. But um, no, in all seriousness, I, I think I think it's difficult enough trying to trying to maintain a successful marriage. 
I've been careful with my words, <laughs> trying to maintain your marriage and, and you know keep everything nice and sweet. Because I'm 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 really big on what the child sees. Mm. I don't want him to see me and her, you know, kicking off, arguing, fighting. Uh, I I do not want him to see any negativity as much as I can. I'm worried about him going to high school, man. Yeah. I don't. I'm not looking forward to the days when he starts. When we have to drop him off and just leave him, mm. like I'm, I'm dead, like yeah, like that. It might be really bad for him in the long run, but I just I can't help it. Mm. No, I hear what you're saying. I totally understand that. The second wife thing. Firstly, I know my wife will kill me, so I won't even try it. No, we try it. I won't even try it. Secondly, yeah. um, it's just the certain parameters with that ruling, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not I'm not well versed on it. But what I do know is you have to be able to maintain. Both of them. Yep. No woman around here is going to be able to... No, no woman's going to be happy being second wife or a first wife. I Unless you're in Africa. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, just putting it out there, bruv. I just, it's just difficult enough having the one wife, to be honest with you. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah, it is. 100%. 100%. 110%. Now, before anybody thinks, I'm not saying I'm all for it. I'm not all... Obviously, I'm not all for it, but I grew up in the family where it is that granddad had three... Mm. Um, so he was like the starting point of it. Mm. My father has two. Mm. Um, my mom, my biological mother, is part of a two wife system. Right. Um, How do you there. think about that? Well, my mom yeah. being part of it. Yeah. It's something I had to. It's something I had to be able to accept. Whereas if you were, if you were born raised here, that would be like no. It's a no go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But the religion aspect allows us to be able to do that. Mm. And then, but what you gotta understand is, it wasn't my biological mother who brought me up. It was my stepmom who brought me up because she had me since I was a. Uh, what my mom wasn't really. My mom didn't come into the picture till I was like at my adult age, mm. yeah, because obviously she didn't have because of family feud, she wasn't being able to be part of my life, until later like a later date. Mm. So basically, me and her didn't have that relationship till I was like twenty six. Mm. So I'm thirty three today. So it's kind of like I'm still getting to know my mom if that makes sense mm. because she wasn't around just because of how the family went about their business and whatnot. So I didn't really get into it until I knew who my mum was. Then I was just like, I don't give a fuck about the family feud anymore. She's my mum, done. Here's my dad, done. What can you do? What you can can't you do, do nothing about it. So I just accepted it like that. But then when I get, got to know my mum, I knew that she was part of the two, two mum system. Mm. So, um, so she's got kids on her side and the other wife's got kids on their side. And they both get along well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I both get along well. I get along with the other mum as well that's in there. Bruh, mom, I just, there's too many mums, bruv. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm calling everybody mum, hi mum, 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 mum. People are like, which mum? I call my mum, mum. Do you know, yeah, I call your mum, mum. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, it's just the courtesy of respect. Yeah. And that, that not showing bad blood mm. to anyone who's in our family. Or picking choose inside. Do you know what I'm picking choose inside. Mm. So whoever that, that, shall we say, that they bring into our family, you respect them in that way. Mm. And that's how I've always seen it more than anything else. Now, regarding to me personally, I cannot take another wife on. To be, to, I, I just, I just, I just, I don't know how to be able to love two women, have feelings for both women, mm. um, at the same time, mm. utilizing the word "I love you" twice, mm. three time, or even four time. <laughs> I just don't know how. Mm. How you share? I just don't know. I just, I can't fathom it. Mm. maybe I get to my father's age and I'm like oh that's the secret do you know what I mean <laughs> like I don't know do you know what I mean even yeah. if even if my probably my dad tried to speak to me about it mm. I probably won't get it 
I will not get it. I will not understand it. I probably will not mm. probably accept it for me personally. Mm. But maybe for them, there's another understanding of it. But it's another, it's a, it's another act of worship behind mm. it without realizing. A lot of people don't probably see it. They see it as why are you taking another wife? It's illegal. Blah 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 blah. But cultural wise, there's more females in the world today than what it is, man. Mm. There's gonna be a lot of women that's gonna go without having a husband mm. or without having a man. Mm. And being able to provide a man who's got the provision to be able to give it and share it for those people, he can. But the, the people don't understand in our religion, there's reasons behind yeah. why you do it. There's yeah. process behind why yeah. you do it. Yeah. And if you do it, know that it's a it's a big reward to be able to do. But at the same time, it's going to be a flipping headache to be yeah. able to <laughs> deal with. It's going to be a massive headache. It's going to be a massive headache to deal yeah. with. Now, this ruling came in and it's still there today in the time of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu when there was a lot of... Um, well, there's a lot of widows and stuff like that after the wars and whatnot, mm. and then there was obli- and then it wasn't an obligation, but there was there was a statement of what can be done if a man wants to take uh, uh, numerous wives, mm. and if he decides to do that, then he needs to know what the conditions are, mm. and that is why some of them were taking some widows who had kids, mm. some of them were taking women who were older than them, mm. so these are sunnas. And uh, these are the things that are, that uh, that was permissible for us to be able to do. Mm. So it's understanding of that then. Now, generation, I'm just kind of like, where's the ruling in that? Mm. I mean, why are you taking a second wife? Mm. Unless if it's mm. severe to the point where you want to have more kids or, or the woman can't be able to give birth and mm. you want to have your own kids and she can be understanding that way and whatnot. Mm. Or one's a bit older and you want to mm. have a younger one in a household. Mm. All of this, my life, there's always reasoning behind yeah. to doing it. Yeah. But you've been told to treat them the same. Not, not an easy task. Brother. We can't even treat ourselves well. No. And we're gonna treat two women yeah, the same. Exactly. Or three. Exactly. Or four. I'm thinking. You buy one a diamond ring. Mm. That costs about fifty K. Yeah, you buy three more. You buy three more. Yeah, it's not one. It's not working. You buy a house for one. Three more. You gotta buy three more. Yeah, it's not working. You buy a gift for that one. Three more. Multiply. Yeah. So you're there like just constantly doing everything. Mm in numerous numbers mm. it's gonna be expensive yeah. you told that one i love you you better make sure you bank that love yeah. for the other as well <laughs> do you know what i mean you gotta be able to that's a robot's work mm. and you gotta be able to calculate everything that you say to them that's gonna be equal amount to the others mm. but that's a lot of work you know yeah. i don't think i don't this 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 one thinking how are you gonna be able to fathom that how are you gonna be able to withhold your words because we as men, we're quick, bruv. Yeah. Especially when it comes to words. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather say to one person, and I'm done. But to know that I'm going to go and tell Aisha I love you, and then go and tell Mariam I love you, and then give Aisha this one, and then tell Mariam that one, I'm just like, yo, like, listen. I'm going to have both of you in one room. Do <laughs> 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 you know what I just pronounced? The both of you. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying it's, it's hard to be able to do. Mm. Especially in different culture. Um, but we can understand why it why it's done mm. and how it can be done. Mm. But in today's society, I find it's very very hard, like financially, unless you got the fin- unless you got the finance to be able to do it. Um, but I just think it's very very hard to be able to uh, be able to uphold two women Absolutely. or three or four women at the same time. Mm. Mm. One is already a bit of a chore to be able to do as a man. To say the least. Uh, to least that you know what I mean. Yeah. So you you doubling or tripling up. Mm. I'm just kind of like, what's the end goal? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So unless that individual knows exactly what he's doing, and he and 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 he has the agreement of the the first wife to be able to do that, and they both have the understanding, and they can all get along together and whatnot. Fine. 
but I do not agree on those who hide uh, to tend uh, to, to 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 tend to having a, a new wife without telling the first wife, and then she's finding out that this one exists. And then they got kids over there as well, and she's finding all of that that's out only later. I think that's wrong. Course, yeah. that's uh, I think I think wrong. that for me is 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 a no no and a no go. Um, but me as an individual, no, I cannot go past of having more than one. I cannot. <laughs> I, um, I think having the one is probably the perfect scenario to have, and plus it's less of a headache. Mm, absolutely, hundred percent. You save yourself a lot of headache. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, and and a lot of money. <laughs> But yeah. Oh man. Right. Are you are you are you getting hungry now? Should we get some food in? Yeah, definitely, right. man. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to get you on air. Like I, I appreciate it so much. I just I wanted to start with um someone who I, who I knew I'd I'd be comfortable <laughs> starting start, a chat with. Yeah, starting this I experiment with and just seeing where it goes, you know. Um I'm not I'm not looking to get famous or anything. I just <laughs> I wanna I wanna have fun in my in my free time and, Good. and meet some intelligent minds. Um so I, I really appreciate you you being up for this, being game. Um likewise if there's anything you want me to work on, I'm always game. Um I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Really, really appreciate it. It's fun, it's been really, really good to be able to just speak and freely. you know, freely. Yeah, you free know what I'm saying. I think I think I think for me, sometimes when you do podcasts with other people it can tend to be professional and stuff like that and um, and for me to be able just to be open up like I always say I'm an open book mm. um, there's nothing I'm going to be able to hide yeah. from people um, and I think these, these are the kind of platform I can be able to do that yeah, um, and just be like air it out and yeah. I don't mind whoever listening to it do you know yeah. what I'm saying I think yeah. I think people need to be able to see the person behind yeah. uh, on what they see on the socials more than anything else yeah. and just be like okay this is see a the true actual person. person itself speak to the actual person exactly the actual person exactly exactly on social media exactly know? exactly just and, and for me and for me was it's, it was uh, I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to be on the pra- platform and Thank to you. be the first as well I, I think that. for me it's an honour I appreciate that no I appreciate that Master. the honour's all mine um, right well uh, the wife's got a bunch of food ready for us the diamond was relocated to this country under the, the legal conditions. They're not having that back. 